one of the keys of this game is like when you uh when you when you have access to like a four and you have like a three on your deck on your coming up and you want to take that good shot, you want to always hit the four with a card behind it because if you mess up and hit a four without a card behind it, you pretty much just like give yourself a dead end. Wings, it's time to start the show. I thought we were already on the show. <laughs> you stop playing the game. No more fairway solitaire. You're addicted. Huh? <laughs> it's time to begin. Kyle, get him on course. Kyle. Kyle, stop playing. <laughs> Come on. Is Kyle dead? Is this the Kyle dead show? Welcome to Painkiller Ready 146, brought to you by Fairway Solitaire. Apparently addicting. Perfect. See, no, perfect my ass. You ain't perfect. <laughs> you on the demo. Just because you can't rock perfects. And yeah, don't parties. don't hate on me. Don't bring down my skills because you're having <laughs> issues, Wings. Get out of here with that. Just because you suck at fairway solitaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm widely recognized as one of the best fairway solitaire players in North America. Until no. you get out of the demo. Bad. <laughs> 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 Happen. But it's cool. You can play the demo over and over again and kick ass. <laughs> Alright, there we go. I fixed my microphone. Yeah, Kyle's back. Yeah, that was weird. No, it, it, it broke right at the beginning of the show. Perfect. Welcome to Painkiller Ready 146, brought to you by Fairway Solitaire. My new favorite game on my iPhone. Absolutely, baby. Check it out. It's free to download. Free to play. Also available on Android, I believe. Is it? I'm not yes. sure. I'm playing it, I believe, on Android. Let, show me. This is a Samsung. I want to see the game. What? Take the back plate off. <laughs> That's it. Damn, there's my seven under par. Wings. You're Why you got to be? Let hating. me see. Let me see that seven under par. It's it's so what? It's the demo. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me. I went I went nine under par on the demo. I got negative three on all three rounds. Come on, we'll bring that game to me without having an actual game. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know, Wings. Just because you're struggling at the game doesn't mean Lefty and I are struggling at the game. I'm the, yeah, fur- I'm the furthest guy in here. We're, we're just better at Fairway <laughs> Solitaire. You're going to have to accept that. Mm-hmm. All right. Topics for this week. We had a bunch of good topics right before the show started. What do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about World War Three. Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, this, this Kyle. Great. Oh, man. This thing has been great. I love when <laughs> stuff like this is going on in the news. It okay. is great. It is so entertaining to watch what's going to happen. Obama can't be right now. He has put himself in a position where he's he's gonna they're, they're gonna hate him no matter what he does. He if he does, because he's black. No, not at all. If he doesn't <laughs> attack, though, if he doesn't attack, then he looks weak now. But if he does attack, he looks like a psychopath. He looks like he's walking down George Bush's footsteps. Uh huh. He can't win, and it's incredible to me that he has put himself in this position because it was such a blunder to do this, to 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 jump out there and all of a sudden no one is with you, like Canada's not with you. I mean, even Britain, Britain was with George Bush, so was Canada, I think. Neither one of them, are, the only the only person I see out there who's like, yeah, let's get them, is like France. All of a sudden, France, but they don't want to do, they don't want to do it. They're like, uh, America, go go fuck these guys. You know, they're just, they don't want to do it. They want to send us in to do it. But they're really pissed off that this guy has used chemical weapons, supposedly. We're talking about Syria, of course. Yes, yes. Syria. Obama's the, next move from a political standpoint is obvious to me. Nuclear strike? No. You get Mitt Romney to do it. This, is, this guy needs a new story, right? All he's got to do is cheat on Michelle, and no one will be talking about Syria anymore. 
So this is like the reverse of Clinton and the... <laughs> yeah, right? Clinton, he was with Monica, so then he started bombing uh, Al-Qaeda, right? They were all uh, like, he's sending, what did they send, cruise missiles? or? Yeah, they started sending, was it Chechnya? or? Where yeah, I think he was bombing Chechnya with the B-2s. Yeah, something happened. It was it was basically because back in the day, like that, yeah, that was right after the movie Wag the Dog came out. It was Al Qaeda that he was bombing. I don't. He, I don't he shot at Al Qaeda with um with cruise missiles, but I yeah. think I think right at the time of the scandal, he actually started a. There was you know there was a conflict in um. Uh, All right, I remember him hitting Al Qaeda with cruise missiles, and unlike you guys, I wasn't three and a half years old at the time, so I'm going with fair me. enough. <laughs> and uh, um, and I remember that there was a senator who came on and said Bill Clinton just shot a couple camels in the butt with cruise missiles just to change the topic away from Monica Lewinsky. That was like like that's what they were saying. The senator said it, and it made a lot of press. This is the opposite situation. Obama needs to find his own Monica Lewinsky so that he can change the topic of Syria. <laughs> Obama needs to bang Oprah. <laughs> if he did that, Syria would not be news anymore. No one would give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Nobody would care at all. Stedman would be pissed, though. Oh, shit. Who the hell is Stedman? How did he get that role? Stedman is like her um, her boy toy, and she he's her sugar mama. That's a good well, job to have, right? Like, yeah, like wouldn't you love, life. wouldn't you love to to have Oprah as your sugar mama? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Lay like, it down. She gives out cars <laughs> to her audience. What do you get if you're plowing her? Well, you get that nice sensation of her arm fat clapping. <laughs> you get a jab. You get a jab. You get a jab. <laughs> I like. I like Oprah. It, it goes back to this. You look, like you asked me um, three or four painkiller days ago, would I take it up the butt to be if I was guaranteed endless money? And your answer was? Oprah's a step up from that. I don't have to take it up the butt. She does, and I still get endless money. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, how do you know Oprah likes it in the back door? Maybe she likes to strap one on and go to town. Hey, hey. As long as I got an Escalade and seven cars. <laughs> Wait, said he would drive an Escalade with a dildo seat. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He said he would, he would have that a contraption from South Park for an Escalade. That could be like the starting key, right? Like a little pressure plate on top of the dildo. He'll sit down oh, on it and be good to go. That's <laughs> terrible. So what do you guys think? Should... Uh, what what should we do? What this guy's over there using chemical weapons against uh, against people in his country is uh, nothing it, an option? Yes, it, yeah, an nothing. Option. Nothing is an option. Absolutely. Well, so we should I, do that. I'm gonna try and recap this Syria thing for people that don't follow the news. And keep in mind, if you want accurate information, painkiller already is not the place for you. But this is the place for stats. Yeah, this is our stats are awesome. Stats are awesome. Not Facts, accurate, factual. Absolutely like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and Lefty, you guys, tell me if I get any of this wrong. So, let's see. In Syria, there was chemical bombing. We're not exactly sure where the chemical bombings came from. We don't like... No, let's see. The the guy who runs Syria, what is his ethnic... Al-Assad. Oh. He's like uh, he a Al-Bani or something? Yeah, he's an... Uh, I, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but he's a, a subsect, I believe, of Sunni Islam. 
which is a he's a more it's a more centrist non-radical branch subsect of Sunni Islam or one of the those subsects yeah. so of he's, Islam. He's actually not what most people would consider to be a like a terrible terrible leader from what I read. I don't know, I don't live there. But you know, he's not like this radical Muslim crazy take us back to the 1500s kind of guy. On the other hand, some of the political reform he promised, he wasn't able to get done either. So you know, he, the people don't love him. Although he's not like a terrible totalitarian, you know, he's not what we painted Saddam Hussein to be right before we got there. So now there's these rebels overthrowing this guy. And when, as soon as this, you know, as soon as there's trouble in the Middle East, not only are the rebels who could perhaps be kind hearted and looking for a better country, but now there's like Al Qaeda and a bunch of people who just want to knock down the government in hopes that after it's knocked down, they can fill that void. And suddenly they'll have a theocratic, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll take them right back to burqas and things will be awesome. So you've got total turmoil in uh, Syria right now with people who don't necessarily agree on what they want at the end partnering up to take down the government because hoping that after, you know, that's just stage one. Stage two, they'll start battling each other and they'll hope to be the people that end up in power. And... Um, it's also noteworthy that the people who are overthrowing the government are also killing just about anyone that is also part of what's the guy's name? Al Assad. Yes. And he's in this ethnic minority group, which I've forgotten the name of, and they're killing anybody else that is in the same ethnic minority group as he is, implying that the rebels are not the, you know, kind hearted, great people that you would want to overthrow the government. And that's it. So basically you've got a group of rebels that might be pretty bad, some Al-Qaeda guys, which we're no fans of, and a government who we're also not huge fans of because they didn't deliver the political reforms that they're looking for, trying to hold on to power. And the thing well, a big mess. Did I miss anything? Did I do okay? Yeah, no, mostly, no. But, but Lefty has already agreed that he would do that video for Al-Qaeda, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can... Bunch him in yeah, that. we don't want to knock Al Qaeda, their potential sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <the> um, <laughs> no, I think he got that pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. I, Obama mm -hmm. has ha had a thing for this guy for a long time. There, like two years ago, he made a statement something about this guy's got to go or some something along those lines. I, I so. don't get the the hate for everybody. I don't know. To me, mm -hmm. I, I'd really rather focus on America's problems. I, I don't think America does good for the world when we drop bombs everywhere we don't like. Yeah, I think we need to send a lot of cameras over there. I want to see what's going on. I bet there's some cool shit happening over there. I bet there's like all kinds of explosions and and tanks and stuff. And there's just some really good footage to be had over there right now. You know, there's some Saving Private Ryan stuff happening today over in Syria, and somebody needs to be recording it. Can I uh can I can I put a caveat out there? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this is Wikipedia stats. So stats. Stats. Don't get don't get thing. This is just conspiracy theory, but the exporting of goods mainly from Syria is crude oil, minerals, and petroleum products. That is their big three. Mm -hmm. They usually make around twelve point six billion dollars a year off of those three products, but they import thirteen point eight billion. This leads Jordy to think that they're not a very prosperous country because right. they're buying more than they're sending they out now. 
Maybe they have the resources to be a prosperous country. Maybe they have resources some... to be easily taken over and dethroned, and U.S. controls the oil they, like they, they did in Iraq. Exxon ran that country. That, that's probably the thought process. Mm-hmm. I mean, but th- is that not a good reason to invade Syria and just use the chemical strike as like a um, like a, a linchpin or a lever to get the military troops into the country? But so that you- could totally destabilize the region once you do that. Once you create that power vacuum, and the and the the thing that Obama and the the U.S. government just in general is handcuffed by is that originally they neglected, they denied sending armaments to the rebels. Um, in Syria, because the rebels were crying out to the U.S. saying, give us weapons. We don't want troops. We don't want airstrikes. Just supply us uh, to overthrow this guy that you don't like and we don't like him. So just get, arm us so we can go. And the, and, um, the government said no. The U.S. said no. And that brought in al-Qaeda or al-Qaeda to the fold, which made a previously secular uh, rebellion into that, that infused uh, radical religious beliefs and and made it this radical religious thing that it's that it's kind of morphed into, and so now there's the the U.S. is in a position that if they if they strike out against Al Assad, they are tacitly fighting alongside Al Qaeda, despite being engaged with Al Qaeda operatives in Afghanistan, and. You know, can you really tacitly confirm that? And then if you send troops, well, nobody wants the troops there. That'll be awful because they'll be fighting along, again, Al-Qaeda guys that hate them. And in Syria, we're a place where they're they're not liked in general. Um, You can give armaments or arms, but now you will, again, you will be arming Al-Qaeda through by way of these Syrian rebels. And if you you just, you know, throw in missile strikes, well, that's not really going to do much. Because um, you're attacking a government that's already in power with missile strikes. Missile strikes isn't, aren't going to do much. On top of us, as we've already seen, not being as surgical with those missile strikes as we probably, or as the government probably should be. I just I don't think, understand them. I think that what they were suggesting, though, is shooting the missiles at the the, the helicopters and planes to so he to cripple so he couldn't deliver more uh, chemical agents. I just don't see why invading them is a good good tactic. Because look at this. Let's look at this. How many people died in that chemical strike? I think it's like fourteen hundred something along that ballpark. Yeah, nobody wants to invade though. Nobody that's wants. a lot. That's a lot of people on that a small a lot, scale. I didn't realize the number was fourteen hundred. That's hardcore. That's a lot of people on a small scale. These I mean, are painkiller already stats. No, these are. <laughs> I got it pulled up right here. How, okay. The okay. These one thousand four hundred twenty nine people killed in the uh, chemical attack. Confirmed. Um, and the classified Iraqi war logs is where I'm going back. When the U.S. military went into Iraq and took it over, we killed 109,032 people during January 2004 to December of 2009. 66,000 of those were civilian deaths from military strikes and things of that nature. We're, if we went into Syria, we would kill more people than that chemical strike did. So why are we going to go into Syria? We're not. Nobody wants to invade. Nobody's even discussed that. Then why is Obama going to look weak when he says we're not going to invade? It's dumb. We're not talking about invasion. We're talking about missile strikes and bombings. That's dumb, too. That's just going to kill more people than the chem strike killed. I think what they wanted to do, though, is what and what they were discussing was striking against the targets related to the chemical uh, weapons. Like you don't you think know, like, you don't think we're striking against targets in Iraq that were like military classified targets like oil depots or ammo caches? And still, over half of the deaths were no, civilian. 
No, nah, they never shot anything that had to do with oil. We were protecting that stuff. We were literally sending teams to protect that stuff from from being sabotaged. Yeah, but we're about to go into another country whose main export is oil, and like it's, it just it just lends itself to be. We're going to go into the country. We're going to create another huge embassy. We're going to put millions upon millions of dollars back into the defense program. They're going to raise taxes because they the push the war effort. I think you're carried away. Taxes and go into debt. I think you're carried away here. Nobody is talking about invading this country. No one at all. They're talking Nobody about at right now is talking about it. But look at look at the, look at the track record. No, no, no I think it's one, no, this dude. is different. I, there, oh, we we have done different. this shit before where we shoot the missiles, and it makes for good TV, all right? <laughs> we shoot the, do you know what a Tomahawk cruise missile looks like coming off the side of a fucking battleship? I do know what it looks like. Awesome. I, I, lived, I, lived I haven't seen that Clinton in a while. And George W. Bush. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Look, I say we launch about 12 to 150 of those bad boys, and, you know... We, we pick a few targets and we see what happens. Just go ahead and launch them. And, you know, the thing about this collateral damage you're talking about, you've already pointed out, both sides suck. If we, oh, if we so miss the... Collateral damage is fine because we probably killed a bad guy anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> Wait, I think one of them was a U.S. citizen. Ah, who cares? Yeah, what the was U.S. citizens over there are the bad ones. The U.S. citizens over there are most likely the bad ones. Look, I'm just saying, if you're a U.S. citizen and for some reason you are on the battlefront in Syria, you're probably a bad guy. What are you doing there? Any U.S. citizen with half a brain is not on a battlefront in Syria who is not, you know, a, 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 a journalist. What, what is a battlefront? What if it's a missionary person that just can't get out of country because of border lockdown? Yeah, a battlefront is where, you know. It's where the things are going boom. If somebody yeah, it's went the, boom on you, you are by definition on the battlefront. It's the front lines. <laughs> well, I was. If it goes boom on me, I'm probably dead. So I'm no longer there. Yeah. But yeah, that's perfectly good reason. To, you so know, right look, to we got plenty of those. Look, we got plenty of those missiles, and I bet those. I bet with those missiles, it's one of those things where, like, once they load them into the tubes, if they go out and you know spend six months at sea and they come back home with those same missiles in the tubes, they just throw them away or something. Like they're, they're going to scrap these missiles anyway. Just shoot them, shoot them, <laughs> shoot those fucking missiles. I paid for one of those missiles in its entirety last year. I'm paying for another one this year. If I see two missiles come off that boat, I know I paid for both of them, and I have high hopes. Yeah. You know what? Since I paid for that missile, can we do it in a field while I set up a slow motion? <laughs> <laughs> i you two bunny out of this Let's shit. Let's test this thing at my house. We're going to save it for that third missile, huh? I would rather... No. God, I don't want there to be a third missile. Fuck, I hate taxes. But yeah, I, I, uh, that's what I'm going to do. As soon as they, the first two missiles off that boat, if, if we strike Syria, if you guys see on CNN one night that, you know, U.S. missile strikes against Syrian military targets in the southwest region of the country, and you see that video of, like, cruise missiles coming off the side of a boat or maybe out of a submarine. Maybe my missiles are in a submarine. I don't know. <laughs> and the, the first two missiles you see, just know. Those are FPS Kyle's missiles. <laughs> Man, Tomahawk cruise missiles are the realness. I'm just looking at them on Wikipedia. <laughs> they weigh three. One of them weighs about three thousand pounds. With the booster, they're twenty, uh, twenty feet long and twenty inches in diameter. They got a thousand pound warhead. Uh -huh. 
$1.45 million in 2011 dollars. Or that they're. Oh no! That's that's way too much. Yeah, 1.45. The AGM 109. These are stats from Wikipedia. Uh, 1.45 million dollars. I did not pay. Oh no, I didn't either. Maybe PKA bought a missile. (laughs) No, I thought it was. It it would take us three whole sponsorships to to buy one of these missiles. Speaking of which, Fairway Solitaire is a free game. Yeah, you guys iPhone, are playing while you're iPad. watching the show. Fairway Solitaire, best goddamn game. It's on free. Post your score. Post your score. Guarantee you can't beat. It's free. If you can beat my score of negative or nine hundred par on the on the demo, then your boss. But it's you like can. Solitaire. I, I got I got a real challenge to you. I actually went three under on the first on the on the first legitimate course. Beat that. Give me. It. I only had a struggle because I'm like five over to start with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to get to it. Wings, did you trim your beard again? I did. I thought you were gonna go Gimli on it. I am going Gimli, but I, I don't want it. I, I'm not gonna. I don't want it growing out here because it into my ears and stuff. But the chin seems trimmed. No, 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 it's not trimmed. No. Oh, maybe you're. I think you just need to comb it during the show. Yeah, you need yeah, to pick more that shit. Get a pick more on combing. it. Yes. <laughs> I want you to put. I want you to do some like super southern like thing, like put mayonnaise in it or something, That's like some sort thing? of. I don't know, some sort of food product. That, like, I see that a lot. Like, like some lard? Put some lard in there. I want you to style it oh, with some sort like of... I want to I wanna eventually get it to the point where it's... Mm. You know, I can just <laughs> put my beads in. What, you're going to put beads? You're going to braid your beard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Duh. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the kids are doing. You I like grow a mustache out to the point where you can like twirl it and come out the sides. I, I suck at mustaches. Uh, <laughs> I love that he grows that mighty chin beard, but no, <laughs> but no, no mustache. You is you actually considered this mighty at this point? It's a pretty mighty chin yeah, wings. That's, you qualify. That's that that the chin section of your beard is legit. <laughs> and, and the cheeks would be too. Like I know you call it patchy, but at some point the patches fill in. Yeah, I, I keep cha- I keep shaving that off. Eventually, it would fill in and just fill up up here. Yeah, but like you have a perfectly. I bet I'm single again, baby. I got to go back to the date game. I got to look fresh. So the gimli beard is your tactic on this? <laughs> no, 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 no. The tactic is to tr- keep it trimmed up and neat. Okay. Alright. And smelling nice. Smelling nice. Wings does smell nice. I think I've mentioned that in like half a dozen videos now. I, I, we, we all do. And, and, and I think it's almost insulting that we mention it so much. Like we don't expect him to smell nice. (laughs) Like, 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 like I smell nice too. Like sweat (laughs) shit. I smell like a normal person. Like, like sometimes my deodorant has a nice, like cool powder scent or something to it. But by and large, I'm odor free. Wings on the other hand is delightful. Yeah, I, I told my girlfriend this the other day. I'm like, Wings of Redemption. When you when you were next to him, he smells nice. I'm like, you smell a few things. You smell some deodorant. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Old Spice. Maybe it's, it, it's you know, Old it's Spice some, event. Yeah, yeah, it's something nice. You smell some kind of a body spray. You know, it's it's keeping him fresh. You smell some kind of cologne, maybe under that, and it's a very manly like smell. It's Wings, like your uh, what were you rocking? It's like your hair bash that made you smell so delightful. Um, I I only use one clone. I use a what you call Polo Explorer. Polo Explorer. 
Mm-hmm. I might copy the House uh, of Redemption scent. I use Pokemon Explorer. I use um, I like to use the Sweat Defense. Um, We're talking about spice. wigs and toiletries. Yes, no, but this is good. and like um, I, I take a bath. I take yeah, a bath yeah. with um. I take a bath with Phoenix uh, Axe uh, body wash. Oh, so Phoenix Ash body wash. <laughs> so wings wings Ash has a very powerful manly smell. It's like a lot of it's like, it's like a, a combination of a lot of products. And I'm not it's it's not a bad smell. You're probably thinking that it's like overpowering or like no, uh, smells no. like a perfume store or something. It's just I a walk into it, it smells like your uncle. You're like hairy uncle who wore like a wife beater and a gold chain. <laughs> like that guy with the hairy chest. He, he smells. Not. He smells no, 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 like but, but, Brian Gumble probably smells. Ah, no, I smell like Old uh, Spice. I don't think like, this is good. I don't think this is good. Uh, PKA, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is great. I told my girlfriend all this, and she's like, "I like that. I like when a man smells manly." And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I imagine if I sat next to Bryant Gumble, I'd say, "This is a nice smelling man." When your connection has the same thing cooking. You just Brian Gumble, Spice X thing, go, Polo Explorer, and you're like, this is a this is a man who knows a thing or two about hygiene. This guy uses fa- <laughs> uses fabric softener. I can smell. Well, it. I, I smell a little different now because I do use Pantene Pro V conditioner in my beard oh. now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> keeping those that's red lady. He's he's keeping those chin whiskers nice and soft. Give you a little tickle down there. Zobbert, I'm trying to play fairway solitaire. I, 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 I actually haven't had like a steady girlfriend with my beard this big yet, so I don't know oh. what it will do to. She's in for you know. It's gonna. Oh, that's, a, that's an instant panic dropper. Wide. That's a panic dropper. Uh, some you know sort it. of joyous tickle experience. <laughs> so you, you said you said panty dropper. That's so. There's a kid that drives a Mustang uh, in my area, and literally on the side of this Mustang in chrome letters, it says panty dropper. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a girlfriend. That's the best part. And she's in the car with him. And I'm like, oh. if I were her, you couldn't drag me into that vehicle. <laughs> I like it when girls are not ashamed. Like, um, I, uh, I went off-roading with a guy. And you know the ski manufacturer Head, H-E-A-D? Yeah. Anyway, if, if you're a snow skier, then you probably have heard of Head. And they have this T-shirt line that says, I love Head. And this guy used to wear it off-roading, and he and his girlfriend would drive around together. And I thought it was so cool. Like, she's like, yeah, what, what'd you think, no? <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. There was just a little bit of a, a lack of shame there that I thought was that made her... Uh, yeah, what, what you don't know is that morning, she was like, seriously, Mike? You're going to wear that fucking shirt? <laughs> now everybody's going to know I suck your dick. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with a girl that gives head, you know. Oh, there's no. nothing wrong with a girl that doesn't give head, though. That's yeah, what exactly. I wanted to get to. <laughs> I like this segue, Wings. I saw you on Twitter earlier. You were having some issues. I was, I was having that. some issues. I seen that. I seen that. I seen that article. I might be a little bit behind. Where a girl gave head at an Eminem concert to a couple guys. I think it was two different guys, it's and she ended up killing herself. Aww. And people were bashing her on the internet because she sucked dick. And I'm like. This is not something you bash a female for. Why do you bash somebody for giving head? This is a glorious thing. Dude, you have a woman on your knees worshiping you and your unit. Wait. Teenage wait, version wait, of right. Hold on a second. I want Teenage version of me went on a campaign to end slut shaming. I was like, I don't even want to use the word slut. That's terrible. It discourages great active, uh, great behavior. We need to call them happy or joyous or friendly or something like that, but not slut. 
I love sluts. All girls that I know oh, should no. be sluts. That, that was my, that was the teenage version of me. It was like, dude, we need to just like encourage this. We need to call this girl like outstanding, but definitely not slut. And uh, the memes for this girl should have been like her wearing a tiara and being crowned the princess of the United States or something. All right, this She's is ridiculous. Doing good deeds. Ha- hang on, she is, right. she is setting a good role model. She is setting a like precedent that should going. be copied. <laughs> no, it's not. No. All right. First of all, no, I didn't no, know anything about this story. No, no, no Kyle, listen to it. Imagine going to every concert and instead of just one girl sucking two guys off, imagine there's like a whole area where you can get I would drink. never go to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine, yeah, like a third first of the all, stadium was devoted to the cock-sucking section. <laughs> first of all, let me say, I, I fucking hate concerts. I hate standing to hear a poor rendition of my favorite band's music. That's stupid. I don't want to stand for three fucking hours with a bunch you of drugs. You can get your dick well, sucked. Wait a minute. Do you like getting your dick sucked while listening to a porn <laughs> no, edition no. of your music? No, the real question is, do you like getting your dick sucked with a stranger in a public venue? That's the real question. Well, what, what if it was a bitchy section? What if, what, if, what if your girl did it, but it was just, you know, she could wear a t-shirt that said only Kyle? No, not to bother. No. no, that's ridiculous. No, I would well, never. God, how about this? It's not they ridiculous. Like, it's brilliant. I don't know why no one else thought of this. What if they had a section in the bathroom, kind of like where you change a baby, but it's where you can get your dick sucked? They do have that. It's called a stall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're now so we're Kyle, somewhere. if a girl Kyle's wanted to suck over. your dick at, a, at like a concert in the bathroom stall, you would tell her no. No, I wouldn't do that. No, it's it's <laughs> disgusting in a bathroom. I think I, what he means by no, I wouldn't do that is no, I wouldn't tell her no. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't do that. No, I, I, I know a guy. All right, seriously, here's here's a fun story. You know story. a guy that does this? <clears throat> yeah, I know a guy who was at who was at a concert, met a girl, wanted to hook up with her. Obviously, there's nowhere to go except the porta potty. Oh no! That oh. that is the biggest turnoff in the world. <laughs> Jeremy fucked this girl in a porta potty oh. with people waiting in line. <laughs> it's a concert. You know how porta potties are at events. Mm. You know when it's yeah. ridiculous oh, and they cool. are disgusting. You know this isn't like the the porta potty you see like at a construction site that's been going for one day or something. This temporary porta potty that's okay to run into really quick. No, this is a dreadnought porta potty. This is danger mode. This is event mode. And this and is they're a break, the, break glass when needing pussy porta potty. They went in. No, not that though. They went. In, <laughs> they, they went in there and banged it out of the porta potty. Mm. And everybody knew, you know, they, they you have to come out with the other person. You know, there's no way to like magic show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like you're not gonna David Blaine your way out. Of this like you're gonna come out, close the door behind you, and then somebody's gonna be like, you know, okay, my turn. Wait, no, there's more. Like and be surprised. Like that is not how it works. Wow, uh, dude. So when I was like 19, I was a lifeguard on the beach, and I had this thing that I did where. I would try to get all, like, the world's most amazing jobs. But, of course, I couldn't actually get those jobs, so I would do substitutes. For example, if I'm a lifeguard on the ocean and I surf while I'm getting paid to be a lifeguard, I'm a professional surfer, right? So that, so that was my thing. And um, I was dating Jackie at the time, and I, I was like, huh. So behind the beach, like at the top of it, there was a, a hotel. For those that know Ocean City, it was the port call 
And at the bottom of that hotel, there's a sauna that they would let the lifeguards use. It had like a sauna, like a spa type thing at the bottom. So there was like bathrooms and showers and stuff. And most of the beaches had someone who was kind to the guards and would let them like rinse off their feet or shower down or, or something. Even if it was just a house with an outdoor shower, which is common in beach homes. Back on topic. So Jackie and I go into this sauna and we get it done. Uh, it wasn't really great. It, 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 before long at all, we realized it was too hot and I sort of just finished out of not wanting to fail. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, sex in the sauna is a terrible, horrible idea. They're way better places. But um, but I was on the clock, and mm-hmm. I did this, and that was my little turn as a porn star. Ex-porn star, Woody's Gamer Tag. <laughs> Ex-porn star? Sex. You should put that on your Twitter. I got paid for I... having sex. You're right. <laughs> put it on Twitter. So, yeah, fun story. No sharing. Wow. I, yeah. Uh, that sounds dangerous. Sounds like you're like hyperventilating there. Dude, it's so hot. It's a dry heat, but God. It's yeah, hot. I tried. I was getting it after. I was getting after it one time in a in a hot tub. I nearly died. Yeah, you know, there's a reason beds are the most popular place to have sex. <coughs> they're really quite good place to have sex. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, I, I, they are the best place to like do that. Kitchen, unless bathroom, maybe it's some sort of a. Not as good. The living room? No, it's just a cheap substitute. Like all these other places, saunas and closets and whatever, they suck for having sex. A bed is just closet. A closet. closet? Yeah, who? <laughs> hey, baby. No. Let's go yeah. look at our coats while we get it get her done. <laughs> For some reason, I, I I don't know. In college, we uh, it wasn't even a like a built-in closet. It was like a freestanding wardrobe. Do you know what like I'm talking about? Like a I don't know. Like the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. Like yeah, did you, did this take you to a magical land? It was just a big plain like rectangular cube. I don't know what you call that. Then you open it and we push the clothes to the side and there was a shelf on the top, so we had to like duck. It wasn't a good place to have sex, but it, it got done. No, it wasn't. So that's two places Woody's oh, had. There's, bad there's, places Woody's decided to have sex. There's more than two. There's, there's more than two. But, uh... Well, let's... Can we get some... I, like, not the stories, just, like, random places, bad I'll places that you've had sex. I dated Jackie for a year, and we started, like, calculating it and stuff. This is, like, you know... The, we, had, we had had sex, like, 500 times in that year. So we... Yeah, we were, we were doing good. We were doing good. Of course, my grades were terrible, but the sex was was good. <laughs> so, so that was a thing. Hmm. You guys see that meme I just linked? I'm looking. I, yeah, I, I saw that, the one from your Twitter. <laughs> I'm about to. Let's see what you got here. By the way, Wings, I, I was able to get the <laughs> one under par was the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Wait, Wings is Wings like, is a. I don't understand this this thing because I, I, on one hand I've heard Wings I've heard you say you know you don't even care about blowjobs but on the other you seem very dedicated to the blowjob. Me, I'm gonna go to this way. I can take it or leave it if I get it every now and then, but I better have the option. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good. Right. That is a Wings meme. That's <laughs> the option. I mean, like, it's if a bitch comes it. up to me and be like, you know, I don't suck dick, and I'd be like, oh, check please. Chris Rock had an awesome. We gotta go. He's like, like, he's like, what? You don't suck dick? He's like, what are you a Betamax? Do they still make you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 anything you could tell me in a relationship. I said, th- I was thinking about that today on Twitter. Like, is there anything a girl could tell me? Other than I'm a billionaire, 
<laughs> that could get me not to leave her instantly if she told me she didn't suck dick. Wait, wait, wait. Other than your billionaire? Because that would make you leave her instantly. I think you said that backwards. Well, well, I, that's the only thing that would make me stay. Like, oh, oh I got this. ridiculous. Oh, my oh yeah, pay my bills. Things that would allow. Dick. Yeah, things so that, the guy, that would allow. So the, I not love this. Dick. Let's think about this for a second. The guy who who would suck a dick for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Would require that 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 his girl be a billionaire before he stuck around if she did uh, if she did not give head. Right. That makes perfect is, sense to me. That this makes no right. sense. No, Kyle, you're wrong. <laughs> this is this is solid logic. I would also take. I think I would require a lot more than fifteen grand to suck a dick. Um, but if she didn't, it's 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 not a good place to be. It's it's not a good place to be, but I think it's a place you can work from. I think it depends on why she isn't up for it. If she's just like, yeah, I just never really tried it, or I don't think it's gross. But if she was like, you know, I don't know, I was mouth raped when I was fourteen. You know, you're never getting past that. That's a, <laughs> oh, you know, you're never gonna get past that one. Yeah, I was wearing that. a clown mask. Be now like, you got a clown thing going on. I would just be like, baby, fourteen. That was a year and a half ago. Get over it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> what was that story about that guy that got 30 days in jail? Raping yeah. a, convicted yeah, of raping a 14 year old. My, my well. joke had nothing to do with that, by the way. I was certainly not making light of that. I kind of follow oh. that judge, though, but like, because what they did was consensual sex, but it's considered statutory rape by law, and the judge kind of mm. understood that. And he didn't want to punish him, like give him 15 years in jail because How old he had was the guy? the guy was like in his early 30s and the girl was 14. Really? And he let that go? He, he no, he gave him 30 days in he gave him a 15 year sentence, or it might have been 14 years, and he suspended it all but one month. <clears throat> he gave him a month in jail for for a 30 like let's just say 32 year old guy banging a 14 year old. That seems now. Right, I, 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 I don't understand the facts of the case. Was it a violent? Because Wings, you seem to have followed no, this. It was, was it violent? No, it wasn't violent. Basically, the girl even came up to the stand and said she slept with him on her own volition, and like he agreed that he, yes, he did sleep with her, and it was it was a just like sex. It was normal sex. It just happened to be between a 32 year old and a 14 year old, and the okay. parents didn't like it. Okay. Is the relationship and, over now? I wonder. Most likely. I mean, at least for right now. I mean, like, it could be like that, that teacher that had sex with the student, then she went to jail for like seven years, she got out and had sex with the student again, and she went to jail again, <laughs> got out and then married him after he was age, of age when he was at that point. Yeah, yeah that's great. The fact that they're still together and such, it makes me think that maybe the law was wrong in that particular case. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, what? it's been wrong, it's been wrong a lot. Like, Did I know Sam I had a buddy. Club hook up with some little girl? No, no, that would no. Come on, Actually, Woody I, Allen. Woody Allen was. Oh, like, I, I was in real really life. Young. That's Woody Allen. Woody Allen uh, ended up with his stepdaughter. Uh, uh, stepdaughter. Oh. Yeah, but, um, Seinfeld did. But why are people okay? So if it wasn't violent, it was consensual. Why are people up in our? I mean, discretionary discretionary sentencing is a, is a huge deal for a judge to be able to do that because. I mean, in this case, if it was consensual, uh, statutory, the statutory rape part that exists, uh, I don't know, if it was like a, a culture or some kind of, 
you know, weird, he had some weird power over her and she wasn't really aware of what she was doing. Again, I'm still not uh, completely understanding the facts of the case, but if it was just strictly consensual and the judge even said she she was older than her biological or chronological age, why why are people so upset about this? What? That's the well, point. The point yeah, of a judge being no able to say... Why were the, people upset about the Trayvon Martin verdict? Who knows? I found the answer to the Seinfeld thing. Hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, when he was in his late 30s, was fucking Shoshana Lonstein, who was 17. The relationship Ooh. lasted four years. Goodness. Yeah, I was going to say the same oh, thing. I had a buddy that actually, his wife, when they first started going out, was 16. And like they've been together like six years now. Wait, wait. She was 17 when the relationship started, and it lasted for four years. That's right. So when she became 21, he got rid of her. <laughs> he, was, he said, au revoir, Shoshana. <laughs> Time to get you a new model, trading up. <laughs> He's got like a billion dollars, so you know, he can yeah. do whatever he wants. She's a pretty He's girl. funny. You can do what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Well, as long as it wasn't violent against the law, of course. But I, uh, I could deal with some Seinfeld violence. If, if Seinfeld pulled out a claw hammer and like went ape shit on some guy at Reebok one day... Wouldn't give a shit. Let him make another movie. He all he has to do is be the voice of another animated bee or something, and I'm back on board. <laughs> what about Michael Richards? What does he do to get back on your good graces? What makes you think he's out? Of, think he's out of them? Okay, all right. Michael Richards is that the rape dude? <laughs> no, that's the one who was screaming the N word at that yeah. at that yeah, comedy show. <laughs> Kramer. Poor oh, Kramer. You guys see, you guys see the guy that since we're on this, you guys see the guy who got convicted of like 50 counts of rape. Off of like dating sites. No, really. No. I think his his name was Michael like Jensing or Jennings or something like that. Let me see if I can find his name. But what he did, he he would go on these dating sites and he would dress up as different occupations. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, it's Ray. Don't laugh. (laughs) He had like a picture of himself as like an astronaut. He had one of (laughs) his. Ridiculous is the job of astronaut. <laughs> like, who are those motherfuckers? Those super overachieving cocksuckers who are flying around in space. Those guys are jerks. Was he a cowboy? Like, here's me as a cowboy. <laughs> like the village people. I want to see him as a fireman, right? But not like an actual fireman, like a fireman calendar model with suspenders. Exactly. And a hat, exactly. With no shirt. Really bronzed up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, as a cop. Don't I'm sorry, wait. I'm a bag. professional baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff that's totally verifiable. That all you know what it is? Like I'm President three. Barack Obama. <laughs> Hi. One where he was like like a cowboy. He had one as a doctor. He had one as a lawyer. He had, he had like three or four like cute girls, and like he would get these these young girls that are just like ooh. This man's got money, and he'd rape the shit out of him, dude. Oh, that's, oh. you ruined the oh, from yeah. it. Yeah, we can't make jokes about <laughs> no. that anymore now. No, no, no. He was deceive them, like regular dating people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For those of you don't know, I actually use dating websites, and, like, I would notice something like that. Like, if, if a girl would, like, put on different costumes and make different profiles, I would see all her different profiles. Like, how can girls not see that? wore lots of costumes. She did use lots of costumes. <laughs> but how and I like, knew about them. One of them was Naughty Nurse, I remember. Oh, the naughty Nurse was a police lady. There was a um, 
Wait, did the police lady have handcuffs? She did, and there was like a, <laughs> there was like a Hello Kitty one. There was a Bunny Ranch one. Oh goodness gracious! This, oh is, this is Actually, <laughs> this is this TMI segment of Painkiller Ready is sponsored by. Go ahead and tell them, Wings. Who's it sponsored by? It's sponsored Solitaire. by Fairway Solitaire. That's right. Too While much we're still information. On the too much information thing. I had a. <laughs> I just had. I just sounded really southern there. But uh, I was I was busting my GoPro out the other day, and like I'd forgotten that I used the GoPro for a little PO, POV. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> and I had Kelly sitting here opening the file for me to get the video off of my walk. No. What was it? A little POV, a little porn. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but whose angle and what was happening? <laughs> it, it was doggy style and it was with Brandy. Oh, you're wearing it on your head. Yeah. <laughs> you have it strapped up. Yeah, you get it strapped on his head like fucking... All I can picture when I see a GoPro strapped to somebody's head is like T. Martin like wearing it, like climbing up the side of a building somewhere. Hey, Anybody that's ever had a GoPro has had the idea of POV sex with No, I've never done that, man. I got a bunch of them. Or did you wear a harness? Was it a head gear thing? Yeah, did you yes, he's got head? it right there. Strap it on your head for us, Winks. Show us. <laughs> so you actually did that. <laughs> Picture this, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Picture this right now. You're his girlfriend, and he comes in the bedroom. <laughs> He comes in the bedroom and he's With like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> "Hey, you got your, uh, you got your, your dirty police lady outfit on? Is <laughs> it showtime?" Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God! Did you tell her, or did you wait until she was? How would she not know? It's a giant camera strap. She was looking the other way, man. Did you not? Well, he he said it was doggy style, so maybe you know she assumed the position. He you know he concealed it, and then bam, ready to go. You can't conceal that. (laughs) Oh, wings, you're a legend. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have to ask the question that everybody wants to ask. Do you still have the file? (laughs) <laughs> no, I deleted it. I'm like, I deleted it before you watch it. I'm like, I gotta delete something here. He's like, what? This. <laughs> Did you show Kelly? Has Kelly seen it? No, he didn't. He's Did probably seen the thumbnail the of it. Huh? Did you record it to the end? I mean, did you? Yo, I recorded it all the way, yeah. You completed. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Alright, then. <sighs> well done. You know, there's a small part of me. There's a very, I'll, I'll admit it. There's a very small part of me that wants to see this video. Oh no, there's a part of me that wishes I could add it to PK already. <laughs> was it was a small file? No, it was not a small file. <laughs> <laughs> Should take time, baby. It, I mean, Sixty frames per second. Or? Work, and sometimes you got to lay the foundation in the border of your masterpiece. That I don't is. know what that means. That means it takes like thirty minutes to forty-five. Uh, okay. So oh, okay. Wait. Uh, okay. That means I gotta buy the big SD cards for the POVs. <laughs> so, you for the POV? You've done? Have you done this before? Like, is it was this your first time? No, it was just it was just something. It's like when I first got it, and like she's seen it, it was like, 
you know what I'm thinking, right? She's like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if I said... If I ever said that to somebody, you know what I'm thinking, right? And I held it up, they'd be like, yeah, that'd be great for rock climbing, right? I'm like, yeah, exactly. It would be great for rock climbing because we're not sick fucks. I've never had a big old snake in my bed, unlike some of our PKO hosts. Oh, damn. I missed something. I did. I had sex with a woman that had a snake around her neck. Oh, that that did happen once, yes. <laughs> Nice. You banged your girlfriend wearing a GoPro. I don't think you're in a position. <laughs> a GoPro around your head. I don't think you're in a position to be all like, no, you're the one that's fucked up. <laughs> it wasn't my snake. I mean, hey. <laughs> that's that's not... I, I joke, Wings, but that's so awesome. That you're just... <laughs> oh, my God. All right, uh, we need a new topic. Terminator. Wings. What do you say? What happens after you die? Wings is gonna say nothing. Oh man, like, what what is the experience like? What is the death and then after death? What do you got going? Well, on? Well, I I think I think like death is the end of consciousness. All right. Like, so so just just sort of fade away like like into sleepiness. Pretty much like um, <clears throat> all the ideas and everything you this you exist in your brain. When your brain dies, you pretty much go away. And, like, all your energy and everything that was stored in your body in the breaking down decompresses and becomes other things, be it flowers, be it, you know, food for, like, warm meals, be it poop. You know, it transfers into the earth and becomes other things and goes through the cycle till eventually another body is formed or reborn through the energy that you lost. The truth is, I, I kind of agree. I, I don't know... Yeah, you know, like you talked about energy and stuff like that. I, I don't know if I have the science right, but yeah, I, I think maybe you just sort of fade away, kind of like sleeping every day, and then you're gone—a gone that's hard to comprehend when you've never been gone before. But it just sort of wraps up and ends. I look at it like this: it's like those six hours I slept last night that I don't know about. See, I'm of the mind that you that eventually you might come back. Yeah, but you won't come back as your own consciousness because even well, in this body, you evolved your con- uh, con- right. your consciousness right, yeah. as right. you age. Yeah, but you I mean, new just, personality. just as a as an archetype of of human consciousness, you do, you do come back because the energy that you have just d- doesn't disappear; it goes into other things. Just like oh. you slapping this desk, the energy didn't disappear; went into the desk. I want people to be reincarnated. As a different animal, based on what kind of person they were, I think that would be cool. So and that, like, like, I would be a lion. Like all the shitty people would come back as really shitty animals, and like all the all the really cool people would come back as really cool animals. Like you'd be a fucking eagle or like a like a black panther somewhere in the jungle. What animal would you pick, Kyle? Um. So I I think you'd want to be the uh be the eagle. Be the eagle. Be, a, be an animal that ran into like the glass and knocked himself out on that school. Oh, I saw that video. Are you that eagle, or are you like the eagle in like the 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 nine eleven tribute? Nah, no, I want to be one of those like golden eagles in Africa that like pick up small animals and carry them away. I um, I think I'd enjoy life as a dolphin. There's a nice community there. You got lots of friends. You sort of surfing and swimming and. I think dolphin life is for me. Dolphin life does sound fun. Those things sometimes like beat the shit out of sharks as like a gang. 
Yeah, I don't think there's. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think dolphins have a lot of predators to worry about. Man. <laughs> yeah, they get caught up in in you know boat yeah. propellers. All and the time. Japanese people fucking eat them for some reason. <laughs> they eat the most intelligent like animal in the world. I don't want to be a Japanese dolphin, that's for sure. No, you do not want to be a Japanese dolphin. You totally want to be like an American or maybe an Australian dolphin. So, Kyle, you, you kind of dodged the question a touch. What do you, as opposed to what you want, what do you think happens after you die? I don't know. I have no idea. Don't know. I hope something good happens. I hope there's, I hope there's an afterlife where all our souls go to some magical kingdom like heaven. That would be awesome. Perhaps be 72 cool. virgins? Yeah, perhaps perhaps seventy two sluts. Yeah, I would prefer seventy two sluts, but that's like, <laughs> you know, I could go to like it could be like a a comic con or some bullshit over there with seventy two virgins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're taking a shot at comic con. <laughs> wow. Okay. Shots fired. Hey, ten percent of our fan base. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't specify what gender gen, gender a virgin you're going to be getting. I, I think there's I think I think it does for them in the in the book. It probably, you know, spells them out. There's probably like a description of what you know you know how like Old Testament type stuff gets. They would describe what these virgins look like and you know, their hair would be of, of you know, a certain way. They they always go get really descriptive with that stuff. It, you can bet they're gonna be female virgins, you know, at the at, if you blow yourself up for Allah. I mean <laughs> If that's what's going to happen, then, you know. Kyle, you're going to go to the big concert in the sky where there's always people ready to suck your dick. Oh! (laughs) Me and another random dude at the same time. (laughs) Let me ask ask you this. And he's always there no matter what. (laughs) All right. In stereotypical Muslim heaven where they get the 72 virgins, do those virgins bleed? Because I would think that in heaven you wouldn't bleed when you were a virgin. Yeah, man. Yeah, they bleed. Yeah. Like, why would you need that? Why would you need, like, blood and stuff like because that? Because they like be a, it. They, be they like it, and so it is so. <laughs> Wait, you're going to go pissing off? Yeah, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to, trying to push your Christianities and Muslims and all this. But it's like, it's like streets of gold. Like, why would why would you have streets of gold? Like, it's a soft metal. You don't build with that. I, I know you don't build with that. <laughs> and on the other hand, it's like, that's an earthly possession. It's like when you go to hell, they are like, you're going to burn in hell and damnation. No, you're not. Your nerve endings die with your body. What All are you right, going to do? Here we go. We've, we've done it again, and we have described to you how hell works before. <laughs> hell is a magic place. If you don't believe in the magic, then you can't be part of the argument, frankly. Wait, this sounds suspiciously like a you have to vote if you want to bitch about because you can't sit there and, and, and say to me that no there's no hell because you know eventually energy is just uh, you know eventually the material is, is used up there's nothing else to burn and I say to you but wait it's a, a magical you know kingdom of, of torment this is an alternate universe of pain the, the the rules of our of our universe don't apply there. Let's just say that it's an alternate universe of pain, and our rules don't apply there. And you literally do just burn forever. So okay, I would accept that if you could provide proof of an alternate. I have no proof thereof. <laughs> I'm not I'm not suggesting that it is a reality of any kind. All I'm saying is that you certainly can't disprove the thing by simply saying that the, 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 the trouble the, with these arguments, right? Like, all right, 
When you're not around, my goldfish fly in the room. Disprove it. I'm going to give you a video from there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, no. GoPro for some POV shots. It doesn't happen. (laughs) Only when it's unobserved. But when it's unobserved, the goldfish fly. I think think you better. So you're telling me it's that. Does it make a sound? It's that it's that bullfrog from the Looney Tune cartoons. <laughs> and, and, but that's kind of the, the argument that religious people make. Like, all right, yeah, 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 this absolutely happens. I provide you zero proof or proof that's, like, easily disproven or whatever, like some tree stain like the Virgin Mary. And, uh, you know, but, but this is totally observed. And if you don't believe me, then you don't have faith, then you're bad for that. What's really bad is that when people try to use those models of the universe to explain explain things like how the universe is and how well first it was how what the world is and then it was what our solar system is and then our galaxy and then the universe and it's the, the idea is and what are you stumbling on it is that or well not stumbling but you know what I'm, you know, you're touching on it that um, when you try to explain things you can what are your model of the universe where when you leave the room your goldfish fly around that would agree with observation because when you leave the, or or let's just say your goldfish disappears right mm-hmm. when you leave the room and close the door you don't see your goldfish they must have disappeared that agrees with observation however when things arise when let's say something the table the goldfish were sitting on falls while you left the room and then you come in you you would probably you would expect to see given your model of the universe, the goldfish sitting neatly upon the, the fallen over table. But what you're going to see is the broken fish bowl and the fish flopping around in the in the spilled water. And so you have to make an exception to your model of the universe to explain that scenario. And when you start relying on issues of faith like that, you have to make more and more exceptions uh for, for to explain all these things. Because originally the stars moved, it was a it was a a huge contraption of wheels within wheels that explained the cosmos and how the stars moved throughout us and the world was flat and it was just we were looking at wheels within wheels moving the stars and then it was well wait a minute the earth is round and then um, heliocentrism and all this stuff and matters of faith not just any particular religion had to make specific exceptions as we learn more and more and more and at some point your exception riddled model just isn't worth it anymore why why should i have to use this model that needs all these exceptions to fly when i can explain things just as readily and just as even easier with another way science and observation and empirical data and all that right. stuff and, and what i was starting at though um, that that touches on it was you can't put up the line prove me wrong right you have to prove things right you, know, you can't yeah, I can't say this is so, and I will continue to say so until you prove it's not. Mm-hmm. No, that's a backwards argument. You have to prove that it is so, not that it is not so. And that was where the the flying goldfish or disappearing goldfish comes from. You know, I have to prove to you that it happens. That's the burden of proof. You can't be asking someone to prove that it doesn't happen. You can't be proving negatives because you can always just you know throw out exceptions and you know, variations and. I- you don't ask someone to prove that it's not true. I have to say, though, I don't feel like Lefty's model applies correctly because if mm-hmm. the number of exceptions that are required increase, you're saying that the number of, of things that you have to just believe, um, incre- as, as that increases, then the likelihood decreases. But I feel like it's much 
easier to simply believe in a magical God in the sky. That's just one thing you have to believe that there's a guy, uh, there's a guy, there's an omnipotent, omniscient being with magical powers. You just got to believe one thing in that. But to believe in um, complete, you know, us coming from sludge, uh, so many exceptional things had to happen. But uh, uh, take that magical being and and try to use it to explain things. Not just well, I believe that it exists. We're oh, talking you can't. more about you can't. It's explain. not concrete at all. Use that magical being to explain why you have gas in your car. That that doesn't work like that because it's it magical. does work like that. Exploding dinosaurs. That's, 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 dinosaurs yeah, don't that's exist in Christian religion. I'm told they do, but I no. I Jesus was riding. Like there's paintings of Jesus <laughs> riding that. You know, they exist. They just didn't make it on the Noah's Ark. Haven't yeah. you ever heard of the Velociraptor? Please, <laughs> Velociraptor. Velociraptor is old school. Yeah, that's an old school meme. I mean, I don't know. I, I understand it. It brings comfort and it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. And like in most cases, this is a really good thing. Like the churches do a lot of great things. Like in my community, churches pretty much take care of the homeless. There is not a homeless problem in Conway or Myrtle Beach because the church will take you in and give you a place to stay and help you get back on your feet. They do great things. But the other part of me says that if people love to do great things as a church, they could do it without the religious, you know, philosophy leading them. But people naturally want to be a clan. They want to be a family. They want to be around other people. They want to feel like they're a part of something. That's why things like Team Woody or Team Greenwall or, you know, Optic Nation, all these things work because it makes you feel bigger. You're a part of a bigger picture. I actually went to church somewhat regularly like eight years ago. And, uh, it wasn't even the God thing. I was like, you know what? I just I don't have to talk about the God thing. I just want to be part of a group. You know, I want to be part of a community and you know, meet new people and probably good people. And uh, But the church sucked, so I stopped going after a couple months. That is true. I will say this. I, I, I sometimes envy um, so the guy who banged the girl in the porta potty. He plays church league softball. And, I, and I'm like, hey, I, I kind of wish I was part of a church league softball thing. They, they You know, they kind of go out there and they're – they're kind of serious about it, but not really, and they have a good time, and it's good exercise, but you got to go to the church, and I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, church is no, just I just want to play the softball. That's all and I here's want. And here's, um, a lot of people always ask me about what I, what I feel about religion. So, so here's how I feel about it. So there is a very scientific part of my brain that, 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 um, that just can't get on board with a lot of stuff. But then there's another part of me that understands and can sort of begin to comprehend how ridiculously enormous the uh, the universe is, and and this and contemplate things like, well, you know, okay, if if we all started as this one kind of atom, then where did that atom come from? And if there, you know, how did these elements come into existence? How did it all start? You know, if stars start here, then what started before that? And it just doesn't make any sense. So I think it's just a smart bet for me to kind of casually think that there's a higher power up there, and he looks over this little sandbox of his, and sometimes he intervenes if it's a, if it's if it's cool with him, but most of the time not, and we're kind of on our own a lot of the time. Kyle, you you just beautifully painted um, the, the pic. I mean, when you start talking about 
the origins of the universe and you get into that discussion with people that actually know what they're talking about, not like some asshole on an internet podcast. But, <laughs> it, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, all that stuff, it becomes, it's still science, but it's still more philosophical. And you're talking about moving the goalposts and, well, what created this? And one of the things that a lot of people subscribe to is the notion that you can't, we started from a singularity and an asymmetrical singularity, but the idea being that you can't reason past a singularity because we are born from this singularity and we have no idea, no way to comprehend in our 3 plus 1 space-time universe, we have no idea to comprehend what lies beyond that. No, we just we don't we lack the words to describe it. We lack the understanding, the ability to formulate and model that world in our minds because three plus one space time is all we know and it's just like you talked about with wings talking about heaven and hell and the idea of well they are mystical magical realms that we can't comprehend we're we are using words like fire and burning and streets paved of gold to try to explain them but they're just they are feeble attempts to explain something that we can't really comprehend and so it's really cool how religion you know um, theism there becomes really close to what happens at really high orders of of scientific study and they they do become philosophical in nature and actually get very very close to each other that was kind of cool I just noticed that, that. And I also have this fantasy world in which, like, there's, you know, the ancient astronauts were real, and all the Greek gods are actually aliens, and they're still alive, and one day we get to meet, like, Zeus and Apollo and all that shit. It's going to be crazy. I don't think we've ever actually met aliens, Kyle. I, I, I know, Wayne. So. Uh, wasn't there something you were talking about before the show when I was like, stop, stop, stop? Oh, yeah. So, Wings, um, it looks like you were on the verge of uh, getting your finances back in order. You're about to sell. What's this oh, truck yeah. called? It's a 2012 F. No, 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 no. What's it called? Bethany. <laughs> All right. Bethany? Bethany. Okay. So Bethany is getting sold to a gentleman near you, and I guess you got the, the price you wanted, which, to be honest with you, I never thought would happen because I thought you wanted too much for the truck. No, the guy got a steal. He got a steal, guy. He, he got a steal. <laughs> All right. And, for, and, let, and let me go ahead and explain this. If you go to a dealership lot right now, a 15,000-mile F-150 like I had loaded up, it's going to cost you somewhere around the ballpark of thirty-seven dollars to $39,000. Damn. Used. Yeah, they're expensive. I've given it to him track. for $33,000. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted a lot more. Yeah, it's like I highway wanted, robbery. I wanted thirty-five, but I, I'm, I'm like, dude, I need to move the truck. I got insurance coming up. I will give it to you right now for thirty-three, And he agreed to it. Nice. 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 And like um, I have to move it. Like on the eighth, if I didn't have, I don't have it sold by the eighth. It's a thousand bucks I gotta come up with for the insurance on that bad boy. Oh, you pay for six? What is it? Six yearly? Months. It's seven hundred dollars, oh. but it's seven hundred dollars. But I got another three hundred to pay on the on the other truck I have. So yeah, I'd right. rather just pay the three on the other truck and not have the black one. <laughs> well, um, we went somewhere else with this earlier, though. What what else did we? Where did we go with this? We oh, we were talking about right. the finances. Like we're like um, right now he has a he has a three day cold like a three day period where he can get cold. Oh feet. yeah, that's right. So we're waiting. We're basically waiting on the bank to open up so he can pay you, right? Yes. Uh, the bank called me Friday and uh, said they got all my information. They got my payoff and they're gonna they they've cut him a check already, 
and it's waiting on his loan officer's desk at his credit union, but he couldn't get to them Friday because he got caught up at work. So in you know Labor Day's Monday, so it's going to be Tuesday before we can actually get to there, so I can pay my part of the part of the bill, which is twenty six hundred bucks, and put the check with it, get the title transferred to his bank, and uh, hand him the keys. Well, that'll be good. I gotta say though, so you know I I know a few things about car sales, and man, stretching one over the weekend like this is a scary proposition. Well, it's, it, you don't think I tried everything in my power to get him to do it Friday? I'm like, come oh, on. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's any, any fault of yours. I'm just saying it's a situation that, that would, that would you know, worry me. I mean, there's a lot of time to think. But one thing that really kind of comforts me is, one, the bank loan's already there. So if he wants out of it, he'd have to pay interest. Two, he's only really going to be paying $20,000 because he, he had a 2005 F-150, which he sold already. To a car dealership for eleven thousand dollars. So, oh, so he did he do that? Wait, he has um, an 05 F two fifty. F one fifty. I I don't know. I, I and I he's already it, sold that to a car dealership. So he's he needs put, a car. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was going. That's and cool. he's going to give that eleven thousand dollars to the bank. So they're really only financing about thinking, twenty thousand bucks. I have an 03 Tacoma, best truck on the PKA. And <laughs> <laughs> he wants me. He wants me to bite on that one. What's that? A V? Yeah. That's not up for debate. <laughs> but Mine has more horsepower, a... more torque. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's here good for a girl's go. car. Oh. <laughs> oh. You see, my truck is far from a girl's car. I mean, compared to mine, I would say. It's got less dense. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, which is true. There's no getting around that. Beauty marks, though. Those are beauty yeah, marks. Yeah, those are beauty so. marks. My truck's been in a fight or two. Your, your truck's kind of a uh, sissy girl. <laughs> I bet, have you ever drug your truck alongside of a tree or something and then thought, oh, oh well. Many times. <laughs> what is like, has your truck ever caught on fire and you're like, eh, I'm not done with my sandwich? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the front brake, the front right breaker, front left blinker, rear blinker, and the other rear blinker, all four corners are smashed and like reassembled with epoxy and shit. Uh, I just got it inspected like a month ago and the guy's like, dude, there's holes in your blinkers. There's like missing pieces of plastic. And I'm like, dude, I get my truck inspected here for like six years in a row. You know, and I expect it to pass. It always does. There's nothing new. And he's like, well, I'm telling you, you can't pass right now. You'll have to put scotch tape on it. I said, I'd rather go down the road and find someone who will pass it. <laughs> and he's like, I can't pass it. And I said, well, I can drive it. So I did. <laughs> I went like a block away and they passed it there. I got a new inspection center that I'm loyal to. Whoever has the lowest standards, that's where I take my shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Did I, did, did I tell the story about the, the lady IDing me for a fucking lighter the other day? No, lighter. I didn't know that was a ah! lighter. No, man. Okay. So, yeah, you got to be 18 to buy a fucking cigarette lighter. So I go in, and I'm like, I go to this. It's a truck stop near my house. I go there three, four times a week. I recognize this blonde lady who's checking me out. And, uh,. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, and a lighter. You know, I bought like a soda, a snack, and I was like, yeah, and a lighter. And, and she's like, oh, need to see your ID. And I'm like, and she like starts putting on her reading glasses because she's prepared to like inspect my ID. And I'm like, are you serious? She's like, 
yep, gotta see it. I'm like, no. I was like, I'm 27 years old. If you think I'm 17, then I'm going to go buy my Pepsi across the street. She's like, I can't sell it to you. I'm like, all right, fuck you. And I went across the street, and a guy named Patel sold me a lighter without even looking up while he babbled on the phone in a foreign language. I go the opposite direction. Like, I, I took my daughter to a concert last night, and as we're going in, they're, like, marking everybody's hand. And um, the nature of the concert was that there were a lot of, like, young girls there, like 12-year-olds and 10-year-olds and stuff. And they're just, you know, putting X's on their hand, meaning they can't get served. And uh, the guy before me had, like, a full bushy beard, but he was young, so they ID'd him. And then they get up to me, and I'm, like, pulling out my ID, and they're like, no, it, it's cool. I'm like, no, I don't mind, I don't mind. And they're like, we got it. <laughs> Uh, I am a sick fuck. I was sort of hoping what he got to get ID to let people know that he's really old. <laughs> like you have like a mark on your hand that the young girls shouldn't hit on you. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if they put like a blue X on what like keep an eye on this old guy. <laughs> What's this guy doing here? What's he doing here with the girls? No, it was fun. There were like a lot of so there's uh, girls like screaming up by the stage, going crazy, like all um, like fangirling out. And then you back up like 20 feet, and there's a bunch of parents watching them, making sure everything's okay. I hung out with the bouncers for a little bit. I'm like, easy night. And they were cool. They're like, oh, I would take this all day, every day. You know, when, when they get an act that draws lots of little kids, it's an easy night to be a bouncer. Yeah. You know, that, that's cool. Nobody someone, asked me, someone asked me on Twitter if, uh, if I could beat up the guys there, it, like how many guys I could beat up that were there. And I, it was like, there were only like two guys there, you know, aside from the dads. And I'm like, I think I could beat up every guy at this concert at once. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome would that story be? Like, yeah, one time I went to a rock concert. I beat up every guy there. Of <laughs> course, they are both like 13 and 14, but still made them my bitches. What about the bouncers? Could you take them? I don't know. They're big. Bouncers are scary, right? Like, if you're a bouncer... One of the qualifications is be big and scary. Yeah. So, like... That's the main qualification. That's the main qualification, right? Like, I've got over the bouncer job. I'm like, dude, I can get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> These guys were... They were heavy, but they were they were just tall and big, and they, they'd be troublesome. They were, like, 6'4", and, and big. Yeah, bouncers are always scary. And, and there, there are a couple different kinds of bouncers. There are douchebag bouncers, and there's cool bouncers. The douchebag bouncers haven't been bouncing long. They're they're really enjoying the idea of bouncing. It's the guys who hate their job now. Those are the cool bouncers. Yes, that, that's what these guys were. They were just like thrilled to death that they were all twelve year old girls who had no intentions of misbehaving and had parents watching them. Like that's yeah. their favorite kind of event to bounce. Yeah, I I, uh, I I worked with a guy who had been a bouncer um, who was like loved to be a bouncer, and he was the biggest douchebag ever. He was like, yeah, man, and this guy's huge. He's, 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 his head is like two of Wings of Redemption's heads, and it's square. It has right angles. <laughs> so you got a big head? <laughs> and Yeah, you got a big head, but this guy had an enormous head. And this, and he's like, yeah, man, so the fight broke out. I was just ripping and tearing, trying to get in the middle of it. Got in there, next thing I know, on the ground, getting my ass whipped, threw my leg over and got on top. Knocked all his teeth out. Next thing you know, I've kicked the shit out of like six dudes. Some of them didn't even see it coming. He's just telling me this crazy story about like 
just some all-out brawl with people getting smashed in the head with vodka bottles, and that's his like idea of like the best night ever. Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> do we need a new topic? We do. Okay. <laughs> what fictional person would make the best painkiller already guessed? Who's your ideal fictional guest? Ooh. Well, that's that's not fair. That, uh, that, that, that opens a magical kingdom of fake people that we could. Yeah. Laszlo from the no, but he's real. Damn. Who were you saying? Laszlo from the Grand Theft Auto series. He's a radio personality. I was just thinking in terms of putting on a podcast. Well, so I, I, think, I mean, most of these fictional characters are played by somebody. Like, if you were to say you really mm-hmm. wanted Jon Snow to be in, you know, he's still fictional to me. Jon Snow. Even though he's played by somebody. Hodor. I, Hodor. I popped in my head, but he would actually be a, car- a terrible guest, wouldn't he? I would love to have Hodor on the he show. He only knows one and word. Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Hodor's a bitch. Man, Hodor. <laughs> Tweet that to him. <laughs> you know who? Do, you know what game he doesn't play? What game doesn't he play? Fairway yeah. Solitaire. Fairway Solitaire. Oh. Available for iPad and iPhone. It's free. Let's go ahead and check it out. Check it, it out. You gotta, you gotta pass an anti-bitch test though. <laughs> <laughs> so no Fairway Solitaire for Hodor. Oh. <laughs> Never no. make it past the demo. Oh, man, I don't know, I'm Jesse sure. from Breaking Bad would be a neat guest, wouldn't he? Ah, oh, I guess a bitch. I hate that guy. I, I like hate that guy all, so much. He's all tormented and he no, might throw I money. hate that. Look, let me just say this: there is one thing that will make you make me hate a character in a, in a, in a film or a TV show. People are gonna love this, and it's it, it. They can you can shoot a dog, you can shoot a kid, you can like burn schools down, hospitals. You can be like you know. Some monster from Schindler's List, and Don't while I won't care for it. you, yeah, yeah, I, while I won't care for you as the character, I won't just hate you and not be able to watch you when you go on screen. But if you destroy money, <laughs> I can't even bear to look at your fucking character. You are ruined for me, Jesse. When he was he was throwing that fucking money away. No, no, you don't. Th- no, no. And for some reason, this scene from uh, The Dark Knight Rises, you know, when, when the Joker's burning all that money, that, that may not be the right film, but, you know, the Dark Knight movie where the Joker burns all the money, that didn't really bother me. Because it was, like, such an enormous amount of money, and it didn't even look real, to be honest. He had a comical amount of money, huh? Yeah, it was a comical amount of money, you know. It was like a trillion dollars, it looked like. It was just a huge amount of money. But this guy just had two giant duffel bags full of money, and he's throwing it the fuck away. Just no regard for for all that beautiful beautiful money. I I can't deal with it. I don't like Jesse anymore. I got mine. Watch it. What's your answer? Aldo Rain. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> the guy from Inglorious Bastards. Uh, oh, which one is he? The main Brad character. Pitt. Brad Pitt's character. That's not a bad one. Oh, Wings has made it really difficult to top. We get Brad. <laughs> I was going to say Walter. We get Batman. White. Does, does Batman really have anything to say? Know, he would right? be forced to. Like, like if it was part of his job to perform it to our podcast, Let's you know, he'd have to come up with some shit to talk. I think all the rain's better than Batman. Mermaid would Batman want? <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Wings. Wings, 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 Wings just got defensive. He's like, 
I think Aldo reigns better than Batman. No, I'm just saying, cause <laughs> he'd be a more sophisticated guy, and he would like he'd be he'd probably be a pretty good storyteller because he's a billionaire public speaker. But Aldo Rain would be funnier. I don't know. He's just a redneck from the North Georgia mountains. Yeah, yeah. he might get on a mic. And I got a friend who would come on who might be better than Aldo Rain. He yeah, fucked with on a porta potty. <laughs> So, this is kind of a change of topic, but everybody's talking about this Batman versus Superman movie. For a while, they thought that um, 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 I can't think of his name. The guy who plays Walter White and uh, okay, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. They thought Brian Cranston was going to be Lex Luthor, but now they're denying all of that. But um, he'd make a great Lex Luthor. He would make a great Lex Luthor. But I, I saw some discussion the other day, and it, it was this long drawn out thing. And basically, the writer was saying that this whole Batman versus Superman thing was like a desperation move um, coming out of coming out of Warner Brothers, I guess, because they're seeing all the success that uh, Disney Marvel is having. They, they've, they've created their team and now they've got each, each member of the team has a movie. And then they have every you know year or two, they have the, the, the Avengers movie. Now there's three of them in the, there's going to be a total of three of them and they're making the, you know, like a billion and a half dollars each. And so they're trying to get into it, but they don't have any characters. The, uh, the the Green Lantern failed. They know they can't make a Wonder Woman movie that's just going to be shitty. Uh, they don't know what to do. So they're like, well, we've got Batman and we got Superman. So let's make them face off. But he was saying that it's pretty much impossible to make this a good, feel-good movie no matter what. Because you can't allow Batman to actually beat Superman. You can't allow Superman to actually beat Batman. So in the end, there's got to be some kind of a truce. So you're not going to feel good about the outcome. And it's just going to be kind of forced. The whole movie from the very beginning, all you're doing is sitting there thinking, well, at what point is Superman going to show up? Or at what point is Batman going to no, show no, up? No, 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 no. The way you do the movie is you martyr Superman. You have Superman taint just like he did in Superman 3. He tainted himself and he turns into this evil Clark Kent kind of person. And you have the good Clark Kent inside of him that constantly comes through and, and you know sees the pure side of him and have him beg Batman to kill him at the end of the movie. And at the end, you want Batman to kill Superman. For the I don't world. like that. I don't like that. I got my own idea. So I recently watched the animated uh, Batman movies on uh, on uh, Xbox Video. And uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 2 deals with this. And it deals with Frank Miller's interpretation of Batman versus Superman. And it's fucking awesome. And I think it's the one that they may go with. If you had, if I had to guess, this is the story they're going to use, because it also involves an aging Batman who's coming out of retirement, which is kind of what they've told us that we're we're going to be looking at. And you know, he comes back, and he it, it's a future in which like all of the superheroes have kind of been disarmed by the government. You know, uh, it looks like the uh, the who's the Archer, the guy with the bow? Is he just the Archer Hawk or something? Yeah. Um, oh, but but in the DC universe, that's oh. your thing in Marvel. He's like um, I can't think of his name. But anyway, like in this future, like his arm has been cut off by Superman. It looks like by by order of the president, but you know to like disarm all of the uh, the superheroes because they were weapons of mass destruction. And now like and you know Superman gets gets him to come in and help him, or Batman does, and you know they take Superman down in the end. It's really good. I hope they I hope they go on. By, Is it Green Arrow by chance? Yes, it's Green Arrow. Mm. I'm looking at the uh, at the characters in the DC universe. I'm trying to figure out how they can make their own Avengers. It's a struggle, man. Like yeah. Aquaman, 
It's really <laughs> limited power controlling fish. Bag. Yeah, and I think he can do a lot more than that now. But I'm, and I'm not an expert on these things, so people who are like totally into their graphic novels will hate me for talking about this. But Firestorm, like, is he good? The Green Lantern Corps. So it, it, reboot the, that. Green Lantern's no. awesome. They just need to reboot it because the movie sucked. They need to not cast Reynolds. Yeah, that it, it made it kind of a like a silly movie though, right? Like it, it didn't feel yeah, serious at all. Like there was no darkness to that movie. And I don't know that I, movie that well because I fell asleep during it. But that's yeah, something too. Right? I don't think I finished it. That it was a really shitty movie. Yeah. Um. The the problem is it's it's what I said earlier is the DC universe really has two characters. They've got Batman and Superman. Um. They and have I Flash mean, and Aquaman. There are nobody who there there are no legions of fans who wear those who, who are into that was stuff. Awesome. Watchmen was awesome. Did it? I I don't think I think it was awesome purely on you know just visual visual I, being, being beautiful. I give him credit for more than that. I, I think it was really good. I still don't know anything about these characters. I'd like to know more about them, but it, I, I'm still really confused about what the Watchmen are. Watchmen was an amazing movie, man, and they, I thought they covered their history pretty well. The thing is, I feel like. It's not a. It's a story that's told from beginning to end in that movie, and it was fantastic. It's not an ongoing thing, is it? If it is, then know. casuals like me don't know of it. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I, I I feel like they did a really good job with things with with making Thor a thing, and making um, Captain America a thing, and making the Hulk a thing. But and and then when you you know, each of those movies probably, I don't know what they made, 100, 200, 300 million dollars. But, you know, when you, all this, their ability with the Avengers to throw all those guys into the pot together and have Robert Downey Jr. leading the cast, it's insane the money making juggernaut is, that the I'm Avengers trying is. I think of how DC can replicate that, right? Because if you were to, not, if you had rewinded to before the Avengers was out there, and I told you, oh, Marvel's got great stuff going on. They've got Thor and Hawkeye and um, who's Scarlett Johansson's character? Black Widow. Black Widow. And uh, and they have the Incredible Hulk. I'd be like, whoa, what? Wait a minute. How do these characters even work together? And and how is this Archer guy even? You know, I'm talking about Hawkeye, or is he the Hawk? I forget his name. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, good, good. How is he even remotely interesting? He's a guy with like eleven arrows on his back. Like, how's he gonna do stuff? This woman, this woman has two Glocks. She's not even a superhero. She's just a really good spy. Um, Hulk, the guy doesn't even have language capabilities. And, and, and when you Hulk him, you know he just goes wild and doesn't follow instructions. Like, I would have thought this was a really crappy team until I saw what they did with it, and it was brilliant. So. If we were to try to do the same thing with DC and say, all right, we're going to take Killer Frost, we're going to take um, Superman, Batman, we're going to take Grifter, and I don't know who else, you know. You, the Flash, Green Lantern, the and Aquaman. Flash, Captain that, that, Cold. That's um, who you go with. And do your thing. The idea might sound crappy, but so did the Avengers idea until they put it all together so well. I don't know. I, I had faith in Marvel because of the way the X-Men went down. They, they, they've made such a thing out of the X-Men, and, and they've made spinoffs with the, with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman has played Wolverine like... To me, the X-Men hasn't been expectations in a while. Really? Yeah, I, 
I mean, I'm not really excited about X Men anymore. I feel Avengers is a million times better than X Men ever was, and I think I like I... the X Men stories better. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I you think were, the new one's gonna be good. If you were to if you were to pitch the two ideas to me, the you know Hulk, Hawkeye, um, Black Widow, etc., and an X Men movie, I'd take the X Men pitch every day. But having seen the movies, I'd take Avengers every day. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's definitely a, be- a bigger, better movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the number. I don't. I, I guess I would need to see the numbers though. Like, uh, does an X Men movie cost seventy five million dollars to make, and then it makes two hundred twenty five, or is it something different than that? And what's with, what's the deal with the Avengers? I know those things cost like yeah, it's like five hundred million dollars to make or something, and it made like a one point four billion or something nuts. You know what I'm gonna say? That's kind of sacrilege. I don't like um, Star Wars. Patrick Stewart all that much. Oh no, nah, yeah, that's terrible. You you can't not no. like Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. We don't like about Patrick Stewart. I feel like he brings a certain theater performance to the movies and the characters that he plays. Like he likes to sing. He likes to sort of be boisterous and like broadcast. And you know, he he's kind of like you know a presenter who does this and you know to do that. And I'm like, man, that's not the character you're playing. Like I I don't see him do gritty roles properly. You know, he he brought Star Trek. He and Data literally did show tunes in a Star Trek movie while riding around the <laughs> space shuttle. Yeah, but that has a lot to do with Data actually writing the Star Trek movies. First of all, in their defense, they were doing show tunes because Data had had, had his data corrupted, and by singing the song, Picard was trying to you know keep him busy and access a different part of Data's mind. Okay, so they sang yeah, a song buddy. together. Okay, they sang a duet. All right, but it saved the galaxy. You realize how horrible that is. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it because they're both pretty good singers. I was like, la 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 la. I'm like, so yeah, it's, it's all right. I got no problem with that. Yeah, I won't. I won't knock their singing talents. They're a million times better than I could achieve. I just don't think show tunes have a place in Star Trek. I don't know. I've watched all the stuff. I think you've got to. Go back to some of the original Star Trek episodes and see where that thing came from. I mean, there was an episode where Sulu was all shirtless and he had a sword in the in the hallways and <laughs> I I hear you. Kirk banged so many green women. Oh yeah. How about um, this for an idea? Like, have you guys seen the movie Kick Ass? Yes. I, I no. liked it. Did you like Did you like Kick Ass? I did like Kick Ass. All right. How about DC creating another hero, kind of like the Punisher, but with Kevin Bacon? Being in the main role, Kevin Bacon. He, he's a great at a gritty character. But how, isn't he like sixty now? Yeah. It doesn't matter. The Punisher could be sixty. I mean, it's just a it's just a guy that has a vendetta. He doesn't have to they, be. A they've tried to do Punisher movies, haven't they? Yeah. yeah here's the problem with the Punisher, man. The Punisher is. He's fifty-five, by the way. The Punisher is just like a, a, a gunman. The Punisher is a you know he. Well, he's same a, thing with Scarlet's. Johansson's character, a no. black widow. No, 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 no. Replaced by FPS Russia. No, so <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's character is a spy. She's got a job. She's endorsed by a government. She doesn't go on, you know, crazy missions to like make things right. The Punisher just shoots people he thinks are bad people. The Punisher's a criminal. He's a murderer. Well, I'm just he doesn't, he doesn't arrest people. He punishes them. He's all right. 
<laughs> but I'm saying, like, the fact is, DC doesn't have really anything past Superman and Batman. We, I think we can all agree with that. I mean, no, like, I mean, Solomon Grundy is not the Hulk. The thing is, I feel like before the Avengers, the characters on there were nothing. Hulk no, guy, there'd been there'd been successful Hulk movies before. The Hulk mm-hmm. movies were paying for sucking. They were, but they had yeah, been but a lot of people paid to see them. Yeah. yeah. And you had Iron Man coming in there, you know, like like Iron Man is, is awesome. It, Iron Man. If they drug Batman. Christian Bale's Batman into into this, I might feel a little better about it. But ben instead, Affleck. we're getting Ben Affleck's Batman, which I'm 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 coming around uh, on. Me too, right? Like initially, I heard really. Oh, well, He's just Batman. goofy looking, but I. But he, I find Ben Affleck to look like like a goofy frat boy with that chin and everything, and he just he looks like a douchebag. He just does. He looks like a douchebag, and, 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 and they're making him Bruce Wayne, and that kind of sucks. He could be going through like one of those metamorphoses, though, like Joaquin Phoenix did. Like He no. can look like an entirely different person by the time the movie comes out. Joaquin Phoenix always looks the same to me. Everybody, I, I feel like he always looks exactly look, the same. Look at him in Johnny Cash's Walk the Line, and then look at him when he went through his rap career. He I, I look at him. And, I look at him as Johnny Cash, and I think if I put some armor on this guy, I could totally make him fight in a gladiatorial arena and wouldn't know the difference. Looks just like the evil, uh, you know, emperor from uh, yeah, the, yeah, the oh, Russell Crowe movie. Yeah. yeah, still looks the same all the time. He's, you know, they change his hair a little bit. Same dude. Phoenix went crazy, right? Like, yeah, and then they made that mockumentary with uh, Casey Affleck, uh, our Batman's wait, brother. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That that was a mockumentary. That was a mockumentary. He's playing along. He's not crazy. I'm so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Woody's world just crumbled. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. That yeah. was not. Come on, he, you know he was snor- he literally snorted cocaine off a of hooker's ass in that film. What like I, I, you know, I I, I thought it was real too. At first, you're bad. Me out. You're a good friend, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I totally wouldn't have this mercy on wings. <laughs> you try to say you're not my friend, Kyle. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it'd be more fun to fuck with you about. Walking Phoenix was. Real. Yeah, no, Kyle's so smooth like that. He slipped right into it. Oh, I believed it for a minute too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did yeah. believe it for a minute. I really, honestly did. Like, like when I first started watching it, I was like. Damn, Joaquin has went nuts. Right, and, and then I start worrying head. about him because at one point he's literally snorting cocaine off of a prostitute's ass. Who has like, done that? Like, like he hires these prostitutes, he buys cocaine, and then he starts doing lines of it off their ass. Like this is legit in the movie, and it's filmed like a documentary. And I'm like, holy shit, I gotta check on Joaquin. I don't have another, you know, 60 minutes to finish this film. Let me, let me IMDB this and figure out if he's in prison or dead or what happened to him after Casey put this movie out and cashed in. And then I was like, oh. But they didn't admit that it was a, a, a mockumentary. Like, like, they don't admit it. They never went like, over the top or anything. They just put it out like it was true. Yeah, yeah. And they still, you know, I, you know, it's not like he's done much more work since. He did the... the uh, I can't be the only idiot who bought it. Hook no, lots of, people, lots of people bought it. Lots of people bought it. There are people who think Trailer Park Boys is real. Um, that one did not fool me. No, I watched, like, three episodes of Trailer Park Boys with somebody the other day, and they were like, this shit for real, man? <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like cops something? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like cops. Um, 
you know, but in Canada. And so it's a little bit different there. I was like, you know, their their laws are different. Like most of the shit these guys get caught with, even the marijuana trafficking, that's misdemeanor shit up there. So, you know, they're just kind of loose with it. Well, that's cool as fuck, man. I like his shit. <laughs> he thinks it's real. He thinks it's real. <laughs> he's on there. He's like, he's like that bubbles guy. That bubbles guy's guy got Down syndrome, man. I'm like, yeah, he's got Down syndrome. Nobody, nobody, nobody bothers him about it though. You'll see. So wings, you beat depression recently. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? Like, like you want to tell you a secret? It, this I was actually going to do a video on it. Um, but I'll tell you a secret. You remember a Hutch video that came out recently? Well, not recently, but about a year ago, and he said that the way you beat depression is you take yourself out of the social networks. Okay. I did the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you... I started, instead of sitting on Facebook and looking at other people's lives, I started typing to them. I started interjecting myself into their lives. I started... Um, Instead of like looking at girls' profiles on dating sites, I sent them messages, even if I didn't want to or felt like I shouldn't have. Um, I started, you know, listening to music again because I, I got to a point in my life where I didn't listen to music at all. And, you know, little things like that slowly made me feel better about myself. I think the answer is different for everybody, right? Like Hutch, I remember, I did see that thing you're talking about in the social media and. For him, he was looking at everybody post the highlights of their life. Like, look at me, I'm at a concert. Look at me, I'm at a party. Look at me, I just you know, had something good happen in my life. And he would see that and feel like he didn't measure up. Uh, you know, and, and that was his issue with social media. You you went the other way. You, you saw social media and you used it as a way to connect to people. Yeah, um, I mean, like, the hardest thing about depression is when you're in depression – what you have to do to get out of depression is what you don't want to do while in depression. You know, interact with people. Just being around people makes you feel better. Like, just having that human response to people. For me, being outdoors helps a lot. Like yeah, outdoors too. I mean... It's, it's huge. It's, I think it's, I think it's different. I think it's different for everyone. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I like being indoors. Like, if, I, if I'm not feeling good, I like to go, like, make a giant plate of onion rings, fucking get in bed... Watch some movies. Yeah, but see, mine went beyond that, Kyle, not feeling good. Mine was like the last 10 months of my life. I was just in this haze. I'm referring to depression. I'm just, I'm just not being too dramatic with it. You know, when you're, when you're depressed, you know, my thing is to, you know, chill out at home with like some movies and fried food and, you know, just chill out and not think about it and, you know, feel better the next day. Well, I, I, all I have to do is say about this, as soon as I got out of depression, things started going right. Because when you're in depression, you feel like this stuff is piling on you, and it's like, fuck it, I'm doing nothing. Also, as soon as you when things start going right, you know that can lead to more things going right. Like success breeds success. You get a little win here, and you've got the energy and the I don't know inspiration to go get another win, and then another win, and before long, you're winning. It it's it piles on. For me personally, and. and you, you said something that was like really resonated with me. That you know, when you're depressed, the thing you need to get out of depression is the thing that you find hardest to do at the moment. Yes, yes. You know, like if I'm down, seriously down, then like shucks, all I want to do, want, is lay in bed and be nothing. You know, sleep at twelve o'clock. Sleep in. Uh, none of these things bring you happiness. You think it's nice. It sounds nice to sleep in all day, doesn't it? 
It's not. It's dreadful. It's a really unhappy existence. It's solitary confinement, self-imposed. For me, getting outside, soaking up some sunlight, you know, spending time with people, family, whatever. Actually, family, or they happen to be people as well. They, <laughs> spending time outside and doing my thing makes me feel good and makes me feel happy. Um, so, so the formula is different for everybody. But I think what's in common is that thing that you're not getting is the thing that is hardest for you to go get when you're down like that. Whether it be, in your case, people interaction, or in my case, you know, just getting outside and doing something. It's like, ah, it, it's hard to explain that, like, the self-imposed door that's in front of you, and you just say, like, I can't do this. I don't want to go do what would make me happy. But there it is. Yeah, pretty much it. And like, even like selling this truck. If this truck gets sold, that's gonna make my life that much better. Because one, I found another alternative of money. Like beforehand, I would live off 100% off of YouTube ad space. Mm-hmm. And now that I know, I found like, you know, the imposed ads that I've been doing in my video. You know, some people might not like them. Some people don't care about them. Talking about the Gorilla Link stuff. The, the Gorilla Link stuff. And did you do? What did you do one recently on? I've done three recently this week. Okay. But um, those allow me to be out the house more because I don't have to put as many videos up because the videos pay more. And this allows me to do the walks. This allows me to go interact with people. This and and on part on top of that. Interacting with people and making those kind of videos, even though they might come around less, could end up turning my channel around and get the subscriber count going back up from, what is it now, 70 a day or something like that. Uh It could get it back up to where it was at. You know, open doors in my life. I mean, you just look. So things are starting to fall back into place for you. Hopefully. I mean, I'm not going to say that, oh, yeah, I'm recovered and I'm going to be this juggernaut. No. I'm saying that right now in my life, I'm content, I'm happy, and things are looking up. That's awesome. Does selling the truck make you sad at all? I mean, I, it does. It did make me sad. I even made a video of it. It's actually on my phone. I don't know if you can. I'm not going to show it. Uh-huh. You know, it was basically where I sat on the porch. I had my two cows that I usually ride in the truck, and I had them like on a puppet show talking about how sad I was. <laughs> that sounds creepy. Well, it's just one of those things where I shot because I felt upset. Like, I'm about to cry right now thinking about it because, in a way, I feel like I failed. But in another way, I feel like I've learned a lesson. Because yeah, getting the truck felt like success. It did. It was a life goal. It was one of my goals in life was to buy a new vehicle. But at the same time, this is the first time I've ever agreed to do something that I couldn't do. And, like, that really hurt me as a person. But at the same time, I'm so happy that I'm getting rid of it that, you know, my whole life is going to be filled with bill collectors and, you know, people blowing my phone up. And I don't have, like, this tarnished, you know, shameful imprint on some piece of paper somewhere down the road that, you know, yeah, you agreed to do something, you couldn't do it. I remember um, I was talking to you, this is probably like a year ago, and I was like, you know, at some point you don't own the stuff you own. That stuff owns you. It just sort of haunts you. And it, Glad you said that, because I said that in the video itself. Yeah? And but I'm like... You disagreed. You're like, I own my truck. It doesn't own me. But it's like, from the outside, it looks like it does. Yeah, but there's a difference when, at that point, that Wings was making a lot more money. 
that wings, you know, the truck payment was just a chip off the chip off the old block. You know, it's like whatever. Here's my gold brick. <laughs> you know. Not your child. <laughs> and now Save it's a little off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was that. You know, you that's get, the future I want to live in. I want to go back to the gold standard, and I would walk around. You would walk around with a with like a slither of gold, like a little bar. And you know, when you paid somebody, you get a little knife and you slither off a little. Not piece. even a slither. You just keep a brick in a backpack, right? You, you, you wouldn't need much. You just need I like know, you know. But you got a ball, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you're rolling out with a whole brick, you are a baller. You know. <laughs> You just but, need a little um, chunk. Yeah, but it, it wasn't that big a deal. But as as you know, like the YouTube money slowly receded, slowly receded. It became a bigger deal, and it's like I might have fucked up, dude. Something serious. Stuff like Gorilla Links that you're doing might be the future of YouTube. Like so many it, people, it, it, YouTube it is the be. most adblock site in the world. I read, and uh, um, that means that YouTubers are not getting paid, and. Uh, it's either going to recede into a world where things, or like better videos and professional YouTubers just leave it, or um, or YouTube will finally block ad block. I mean, I, I see sites that do that. It looks like they're running ad block. You can't. I, do I thought I heard YouTube is actually looking into starting to block it on their site. If they did, it'd be world changing for the content producers. Dude, it would be like, awesome. It, it would People, hurt their views though. Doesn't matter. Those aren't views. <laughs> I, I look at it like this: like, like my channel is basically been the same channel from 2009 to now. I get around the same views I've always gotten, but the only difference between 2009 and 2013 is a big percentage of the viewers have quit watching it from the personal PC and got on a smartphone or a tablet of some sort or a, a game console, and like. My the more people that do go that route, you lose money because you don't get paid for them now. Like if I got paid for every view I got on like a forty thousand view video, I would still be that guy chipping that gold brick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's just like that. But you know, ad block ad block's a pain, dude. It it really 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 just look at how many YouTubers fell off when Machinima, you know, started pulling the Google money. Like how many how many disappeared? Three, four, maybe five guys instantly. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen in the long term. Yeah. It, it's probably going to be stuff like Gorilla Links. I mean, because if if all these people are running ad block, and it's not just YouTube, but like all these uh gaming news sites, you know, like uh, uh Destructoid and. Kotaku is under the umbrella of Gawker Media, but all those, all these gaming news sites, a lot of them aren't able to turn a profit because so many people just have ad block on universally. And I mean, the the selfishness of, of just doing that will, is a, is a separate topic, but the market will react to that because now people are riding high. Oh yeah, ad block! I'm consuming content, and I, you know, no ads are playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. The advertisements are then are the market's going to correct, and now more and more of the advertisements are going to be native to the content that you watch. They're not going to be a separate little video that plays. They're going to be this commentary, this video brought to you by whatever. So I have adblock on, and uh, it sounds hypocritical, right, for me to fuss about it. But it was because I needed to check my own stuff. Like, what would happen? For example, let's say I'm streaming and I get DDoS. 
I'd have to watch a 30 second ad before I knew if I was back up or not. And this happened on both YouTube and on Twitch. And that was actually the reason that I first got Adblock. It was like, you know, I, um, I need to not see ads on my own stuff so I can tell if it's better. Well, and now I started disabling ads on, um, like, you know, the, the sites that I go to a lot, like Reddit, for example, I watch the ads. Um, there's a bunch of sites actually where I've turned ads back on to support the content producers. I just need Adblock off on my stuff because I don't want to be watching. Sometimes the ads are long, like 60 seconds or more. Mm -hmm. I can't sit here saying mic check, mic check, mic check for a minute while, you know, everyone else is, you know, waiting. And I'm like, oh, here it is. The ad's done. I was live all this time putting on a really terrible show. I look at it like this, though. Like, what if, like, we all had our experience with DDoSing and live streaming. I'm familiar with it, yes. <laughs> what happens if everybody that goes to watch your live stream and gets DDoSed and they have to watch that intro ad decide they don't want to watch that intro ad no more? They want to get right back to the stream. And now all of a sudden you have six out of ten people no longer giving you any kind of, you know, I, I once did a video. It was a nine-hour-long live stream, and my wife and I assembled a PC. And for whatever reason, the live stream was really popular. And it was just a guy and his wife putting a PC together, kind of stumbling through it, figuring it out. I hadn't put a PC together for like a decade prior to that. And a lot of things had changed. And um, uh, we got DDoS so many times, like every five minutes, the stream would come down and back up. It got so much, like I get a little stressed when I get DDoS sometimes. Mm -hmm. I got DDoS so many times that day, the stress was gone. I was just totally over it. It was like, oh, it's down. It'll come back up when they stop. You know, they, they only DDoS for like a minute. They knock you off and then it comes back up. Anyway, it was so long, nine hours, and it had so much DDoSing, like every five minutes, that that live stream, people watching an ad every five minutes for nine hours, pretty much paid for that PC. It was so <laughs> profitable. Those DDoSers made me so much money. And, and it's not what I wanted, right? Like I was, product first, right? If the product, which in this case is a video, is good, then the rest of it will take care of itself. But that particular stream, made a bunch of money um, because uh, it just kept every five minutes another ad was run and it was popular for some reason. Like, yeah, that's, that would be nice. Um, that's what I always tell the DDoSers when they do me. I'm like, if you want to DDoS me, fine. I just want to let you know that every time these 500 or so people come back in, they're watching an ad and you're doing nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to be DDoS. I mean, I'm getting all the benefits of streaming and none of the downsides because they can't watch me play because you're dosing me for like five minutes. So the game's over with and they get to come back to the ad. <laughs> yeah, on the Twitch stuff, I don't even run ads. Like Lefty and I talked about it afterwards. It was like, mm -hmm. ah, I don't know. I, I don't need to run ads. I just want the product to be great. You know, if the stream's good, we, we work every day on making the stream better. You know, the, during the day, we're like brainstorming. We're coming up with new backgrounds, new pictures. We've got the quad stream now so you can see us from all our four perspectives oh, that's at the cool. same that's time. Cool. Um, I, Too much I, Minecraft, Woody. Play COD, you jerk. I'll, yeah, I am clearly a jerk for that. You're such a, how I, dare I, you? How I'm dare talk you? I'm going Woody now with the COD. Like, how dare you? The Woody of the last couple of years was really, really, really about the Call of Duty. I was. I, I and I think, like, you, I think you finally got to the point where a lot of us have been because you didn't really play it as much as some other people. I, yeah, I mean, not as much as you. It's hard to compete with you. But I played COD for real. You know, I played it when people weren't looking. I, I probably get... I probably average like 10 to 12 days in game every year, sometimes 16. Like if, I, I'd have to look at my stats, but that's what my memory tells me. 
I want to say COD 4 is the highest. I played that for like two years. But um, yeah, I, I played a lot of COD. I liked COD. I felt like I liked COD when everyone else stopped liking it. And this time of year, every year, I stick my head out of the, the rabbit hole and say, what else is out there? And um, I guess some of my subs don't because they're fussing a ton. You know, they're mad. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I almost want to come back and be like, dude, really? It, the new COD comes out in two months. Try another game. You know, give it a shot. Go to woodycraft.net. Play, play some Minecraft. Everybody hates it until they try it. That's it, 100%. You know, oh, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Oh, look, this game is a lot deeper than I thought it was. You know what game you should try out if you're looking for something new? Fairway Solitaire, available for your iPhone <laughs> or iPad. Go check it out. Download it. It's free. Good point. It's fun. Well done, Lefty. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, like, look, I'm not immune to it. I, I've seen the guys fussing. But um, I'm enjoying myself so much, and, and there's, a, there's definitely a lot of people that enjoy it, too. I, uh, it's good. And come November, you know, I'll be playing. I'll be interested in the next COD. But, dude, it's... I'm going to call it September because tomorrow's September. It's September. <laughs> Try another game. You've been playing Black Ops for 10 months now. Oh, I'm all about another game. <laughs> I, I'm Grand Theft Auto 5. The game I'm about is Fallout 4. People are like, Grand Theft Auto 5, Grand Theft Auto 5. I was never into the Grand Theft Auto series. I mean, I, for some reason it just didn't appeal to me. I think the last one I played was Vice City on the PS2. That's a good game. That one was fun. Was I mean, I enjoyed it. Vice City on the PS2. What do you say? What was before Vice City? Or maybe I'm thinking... Three. Maybe, Grand Theft Auto. Three. Three, three was just okay. Vice City, in my opinion, is the best Grand Theft Auto uh, game they've made. I think I, I played one on the PS2 at <clears throat> I think it might have been Vice City. Um, it's it's the one that's sort of like Scarface style, like, you know, in that time period, the fashion, the cars, everything. Yeah, but, like, I, it was all right. I liked it, and I, and I think I played another game just like it called Red Dead Redemption. You know, it's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto, and that was okay, too. Mm. It's, I, I, I don't know if you could say that. Red Dead Redemption is a good game, though. Yeah, but I, I just don't get excited for those games. Like, if Fallout 4 dropped yesterday, tomorrow, I would be in line right now waiting on it. People yeah. I mentioned Grand Theft Auto being a game that just wasn't on the level of COD, and someone left a respectful comment on my video saying, like, Woody, I think you underestimate the interest in Grand Theft Auto. Like, it is a game that gets bigger every year. And I think that guy who, thank you for you know respectfully voicing your opinion, was right. I, I think that guy, like, I think I did underestimate the interest that people have in GTA, and that uh, you know, it's. I wonder how big it's going to get. If it gets bigger every year, how long will this you know northeast trend continue? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand there's a huge following for it, but like with me, I like to be true to myself. I mean, I don't, I don't desire to play the game, and like, if I play the game, I like to buy it like a thirty dollar, well, you know, at a thirty dollar discount. Where we haven't given the game a shot lately, like, it, I, 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 don't feel like I'd be untrue to myself if I played GTA. I think I'd be saying, huh, there's a lot of interest around this game. Maybe I'm missing something. You know, I, a lot, I pick movies a lot like that. You know, look at this. Everyone's talking about Hunger Games. Maybe I should check this thing out. I'm not being untrue to myself. I'm just like, fine. Well, there's this thing out there that everyone says is great. Let's go look. Yeah. Yeah. You use public opinion as a barometer. Yeah. Not. I don't have to be like. I'm not but, gonna look at that. But Wings is right. The most. The most. Uh, the game that I am looking forward to most of all games 
is Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. When's that? I've, we, there's no. They don't. They won't even. They haven't even announced it yet. They, they won't admit announced. they're making it. Yeah, it's like it, it's, it's a it, secret yeah. project that they've started working on as soon as they finish Skyrim, but they won't tell us what it is. It's under tighter wraps than the NSA spying program. We yes. know more about we the want NSA Snowden spying program in Bethesda. There you go. <laughs> we want Snowden in Bethesda. Yes. <laughs> That's what we need. Now, Kyle, let me ask you this: What dollar amount would be the maximum dollar amount you would pay for Fallout Four? Right now. Um, right now. Let's just right say now. as a uh, as a casual fan who's just gonna play it and you know not make videos of it or anything like that, I'd pay mm, five hundred easily. Uh, maybe seven. Maybe seven fifty. Maybe seven fifty. Like, they could that, come out. They could come out tomorrow and say it's gonna be five hundred bucks, and I would have to put serious thought about just dropping it. Yeah, you'd have to. And, and people think that's insane, but Fallout's the kind of game that um, you put like a hundred hours into it, and then you just make another character and you put another hundred hours into it. And think about that. That's the kind of like the bang for your entertainment dollar is the best in the video game world. I used mm-hmm. to talk about that for COD a lot. So I pay hundred and twenty a year for, or is it? I think it's hundred and ten a year. It's sixty for the game and fifty for the subscription for mm-hmm. COD. And the amount of time I get out of COD, like it, when I buy a Bioshock, for example, I know that that's an expensive purchase. Even though the game yes. is sixty bucks, I'm gonna play that through. I'm gonna get, I don't know, I'll make a number up, eight hours from it, and then that's it. You know, it, it's what is that? Eight bucks an hour, roughly. <laughs> yeah, um, and you're absolutely right. That 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 is what we do with games like. Um, Bioshock. The, the La- Bioshock Infinite, I was like, yeah, I, I beat it, and now it's going to sit over there. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at you, you motherfucker. Eight bucks <laughs> an hour. That's what you, that's what you cost. Yeah, eight bucks an hour. COD is way cheaper per hour than most games. And I'm, I'm not a Fallout guy, although I'm told that I'm missing out, not just by you guys, but my subscribers and such are saying, Fallout is amazing. What are you, you're, you're missing it. Um, but uh, Fallout sounds like it's a good value per dollar, too. Dude, it took me two years to. Time into. The thing, uh, so there's, so there's, there's lots of side quests in Fallout. You can beat the main story in maybe an hour or two. Wow, um, that's fast. If you know, if you're playing straight through it and you know what to do, but the, Fallout's one of those games where it's easy to get lost. But there's no punishment for getting lost. That's the that's, fun. That and that's the fun. So it's easy to get turned around in a cave and go to the wrong side of it and run into a bunch of scorpions and they just eat you alive. That's totally, but that's acceptable because you know what the fuck you're gonna do? You get lost in a cave, you know. But it's to, it's also very possible that you went the wrong way tr- trying to cross a mountain range and you found a cave and there's three thousand caps and some unique rifle and you know a really it's unique really cool story scene. and a bunch of death claws and you're a low level character and, and you're, you're dead and yeah. you're dead. <laughs> Um, you know, you know what my favorite thing about Fallout is, and I don't think I'm giving away anything that people don't already know. Um, but I didn't know this. Um, the vaults, the vault tech systems, were never designed to save anyone. Mm-hmm. They were designed as social experiments. They were social experiments. Those sick motherfuckers. They did weird oh, shit right. to them in the vaults. So, like, there was one vault that was that was 1,000 women and one man. <laughs> Like, they just wanted to see what the fuck would happen. And you're not in there for a year or two. It's for, like, 200 years you're in the vault, you know. One one of the vaults was, like... I don't tw- understand. Can you help us non-Fallout guys? Like, did, so you oh, okay, okay. I'm very sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right. 
So there was a nuclear war. Um, um, briefly, there was there was a massive nuclear war, and this company called Vault Tech, in conjunction with the United States, built all of these underground facilities, living facilities that they sold to the public as shelters. Um, they sold a lot of them for a lot of money, and then after that, they selected people from sort of a lottery or something, um, and they selected the kind of candidates they wanted for their social experiment. They didn't think there would actually be a nuclear war. So this whole thing was just for shits and giggles. It was literally an ex a social experiment. The joke was on them, though, because there was a nuclear war. So these social experiments that they might have ended after 20 years just kept going forever. So there was a vault that had 10 women, 20 men, and one panther, and then they locked the doors. There was another vault where they thought to keep uh, to keep from dying, I don't remember the exact uh, specifics, but to keep everyone in the vault from dying, the overseer, who's the guy who was in charge, a voluntary position, had to die, had to be sacrificed every so often. It got down to five people, and they, uh, they, they all decided, they're like, fuck it, we're not going to kill anybody else. And nothing happened when the timer ran out. <laughs> so they all just went crazy and shot each other. Yeah, there, there's the cloning lab one. Yeah, yeah. The the Gary. 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 Yeah. <laughs> there was one oh, fall. Oh great. Wings and Kyle just shared a fallout joke. <laughs> there was one fall. No, there was one <laughs> fall where it was nothing but clones of a man named Gary. So this man lived with his clones for eternity. And there was no way to procreate, of course, but there was a cloning machine. So when they needed a new Gary, they made one. So it's like multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah there was there was one where all of the all of the uh, the vault dwellers, you know, maybe I don't know how many it was, maybe a thousand, all of them were under the age of fifteen, and the weapons uh, lockers were were full of extra powerful weapons, and there were no locks. <laughs> yeah, there's also the one where they where they 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 implemented sounds while people were sleeping during the entire time they were there. Yeah, to see how it would affect their minds. One of the uh, – lots of really fun stuff like that. It's like just sick experiments, yeah. and there's this huge backstory. And so when you as your character are, ex are exploring the Capital Wasteland or the Mojave Desert or whatever um, game you're playing, Fallout 3 or New Vegas, you'll occasionally stumble upon one of these vaults, and you can go inside of it, and you kind of follow a trail of of handwritten notes, computer log entries, you know, and stuff like that, and clues really to patch together these stories that we're talking about with these social experiments. And then at the, you know, as, it's like a dungeon really. So as you fight lower and lower, you you're, you're fighting bigger and badder bad guys. And then at the end, there's usually some treasure in the form of a unique weapon or. Um, um, some armor or something. Here wishing we were talking about microphones. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everyone's not so. Game. I don't know why everyone's not as passionate about Fallout as I am. If you oh, haven't Fallout's played Fallout, you are doing yourself an injustice. My characters' criticals are insane. Is it time for the Wings Redemption lightning round? <laughs> I don't have any questions prepared. Neither do I. I come up with them every week, dude. I bet there's a thing on. Uh, there's a. I think they come up with them on Reddit. I bet you I can answer every Fallout question you can ask. No, it's not a lightning round. That, that's that's not how lightning round works. And so, Lefty Kyle, I'm, yes, are we all starting at zero this week? Uh, yeah, we are. Get your pen and paper or notepad or whatever it is that you like all to right. uh, to do your questions on. 
I love the yes. critical build, dude. I always play the critical build. My, my luck is nine. My luck is nine. You get the nine luck, you get the better criticals perk, you get the finesse perk, you get the lucky eight ball. You put, you put Boone's Beret on. Boone's Beret. Uh, <laughs> I can't ever take it off. Like I, I, I get other hats and I'm like, this hat isn't as cool. Got an awesome question. I just hit pay dirt in my first one. I um, and yes, I would rather Tomahawk cruise missile Monica Lewinsky's blue dress than Syria. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you say you made made a joke earlier that Obama oh. needs to cheat on Michelle. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh. I I just I just find it odd that you know these people are like serious chemical weapon threat, dude. It's not a threat, at least not to me. I mean, like they're not gonna hit South Carolina with a chemical weapon. They're coming to Conway. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna blow Conway right off the fucking map. The military strategic point that known as Conway, South Carolina. <laughs> you have three rivers and mo and tons of swamps. How many questions do you have, Lefty? I have none. I can't think of anything remotely funny to ask Wings. Kyle, yeah. how many questions do you have? I just got back with my pen and paper. Uh, I think we should. <laughs> so what we need, what we need here is, while we come up with these questions, there needs to be something else going on, and I'm not quite sure what that is just yet, but maybe something that we could think of off, off the top of our heads or something like that. But some easy topic, something needs to be going on right now. What's a phrase that annoys you? Um, well, I don't like non-word words like YOLO. Like co-conspirator, or um, uh, what's the uh, the one that's like era, irregardless? I don't like that. I I don't like that. Like those are non-word words, and I'm sorry if you don't know why those are non-word words. And American English is your first language. You should look into it. I think Kyle doesn't really like my videos, and he's lying to me. <laughs> I like your videos because you don't follow the path that I just described. <laughs> I do. I use irregardless all the time, even though I understand the word irrelevant is actually in the English language. I'm, I'm uh, looking it up in the dictionary. Let's see. Irregardless appears to be a word that was started in the 1920s. And I think it might be considered a legit word now. And I also know how. So a lot of people I always mess up on the theirs. And I know I know how the English works. There is like there is, and then there are. The and the, <laughs> I, mean, I understand the concept of it, but guess what? I'm too fucking lazy to to type out whatever proper there is every time I'm on a tweet, especially if I'm about five tweets in. I'm thinking. I'm always very careful with that sort of thing because people pick you apart. The first, you know. If you're going to be a stickler and spell your right, no matter what your meaning is, then you can't mess up a there. You better be T-H-E-I-R in it. <laughs> you better get your apostrophe in place. I mean, seriously, I mean, oh, I, don't, I just don't understand people who try to nitpick over the Internet. It's not, I'm not writing a paper to my congressman 
or like submitting a thesis. I love people that nitpick over the internet. I feel like they're raising the English proficiency. I I'm a big grammar Nazi. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, I know. I know Lefty doesn't like me claiming to be any kind of a Nazi <laughs> yeah. because I don't. I have thought we were going to get through one. I thought we could get through one. Show. I don't have my tattoos yet, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you'll never get them with that attitude. <laughs> he an apostrophe on his neck to be a proper grammar Nazi. No, I'm the only one who thought that was yeah, funny. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I have two questions. I have two. I have one. It's a pretty good one, though. My favorite one for all of you. You've been put in timeout by your girlfriend? No, no. No, that's a thing. <laughs> Lefty isn't speaking up. What's up? <laughs> no, the only timeout. kind of relationship that you can have is a, is a very respectful one where no one would ever have the power to put anyone in a in a timeout. <laughs> Headlock, maybe. <laughs> that's a different... My jiu-jitsu instructor showed us how to turn like one of those schoolyard uh, headlocks into a uh, into an armbar the other day. It was really cool. Really? You stick yeah. your finger up the ass, right? No, there's a no. <laughs> you, you shift to the side and take them down really quick. You you just grab the back of their knee and lean backwards, and they're down. And you just step over their head. It's inc- yeah, incredible. Yeah. You can't you can't describe it really. We do the takedown, and then at the end of the takedown we have the arm, but we didn't really drill it to armbar completion. He, it's kind of after after class. He teaches us dirty stuff like that. He, he's like, now that takedown that we've been training for three classes. All you got to do is put your head into their sh- into their chin and just keep pressing on the way down, and you'll smash them. Joe he's like, sounds like that. Oh my god, he, they they call it asshole jitsu or asshole <laughs> jitsu or something like that, and they have a nasty like variation on everything. They're like, when you're doing this. Be sure to put that elbow in there. Uh, what's the mm-hmm. called? The solaplex? Yeah, if, yeah. If you're watching the show right now, give yourself a hard knuckle rub right here in the rib cage. It's really unpleasant. Like doctors do it in the ER to see if you're, um, uh, like, if you'll respond to it, like, as a consciousness test. Because it's really painful, but it's not that damaging. And uh, in jits, you know, we just work the elbows, work the chin. You know, they give them the ugly face on this and that. Like the, every move they do. In Joe Lozon's gym, they tweak to make it as unpleasant for the victim as possible. Yeah. So what is this like? If you actually get to a street fight, not a like a structured fighting match, this is what you should do instead of what I've been teaching you. No, they, they do this. Sometimes all the time. I. It's not so, hypothetical. Like they're like, if you're not, and I, I line up with that line of thinking. I like asshole jujitsu. I feel like if you're doing some sort of gentle variation of fighting on me, it's like what I don't deserve your a game. You know, <laughs> where's where's the effort in this? Where's the the tweak? But um, other people don't like it. They, I had a guy, I choked him out with this uh, guillotine vari- variation, and um, it was an Ezekiel. You probably don't know what that is, but it's uh, um. Anyway, he complained two days later that his throat still hurt, and I was like, "Sounds like you didn't tap quick enough." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, all right. So, what you're describing, what I'm describing, I think are different. So, so. My guy shows us things after class. He's like, these are this is like street fight stuff. That's that's not yeah. only illegal in MMA, but you know it it'll hurt your training partner if you do it. Okay. You know, it's it's like it, he's like now with that arm bar, or or, or with a um, with, with most like shoulder hurting techniques. He's right. a Kimura. He, he he's like now we're just doing it like this. When it hurts, you tap. He's like, but in a street fight, you're gonna want to rip his shoulder. He's like. 
he's not going to tap and then it's over. It's a fight. You got to hurt him. The whole point of putting him in a Kimura is to tear his shoulders so that the fight's over. So pull pull the joint like this, and and it's gonna be you know it's gonna be exposed more. It's gonna be easier to tear his shoulder down. You know, you know that's all three of us are ever, ever together. I'm gonna talk massive amounts of shit to somebody. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that we're gonna leave you hanging. Anyway. We're just gonna be like, we're not with that guy. I don't know. He's just... <laughs> um, how many questions you got, Lefty? I have three. I have three. Kyle. I have three. Are we good to go, or do we want do we want to do? Four? I'm good to go. I'm uh, th- these are the bottom of the barrel here, question wise. I'm. All right. Are we my mind do, was just not helping. Do we switch people each question, or do we finish a list and move on? I like that. Let's switch people. Let's not. Let's from machine gun this year. Come on. All right, lefty, you first. Me second. Uh, wings. Did you take your guns out of the truck you're selling? Yes, I did. All right. Wings of redemption. Explain why black people sometimes wear crazy tuxedos to their prom. What are you talking about? (laughs) Lightning round. Kyle, please go. (laughs) That's not how a lightning round works, Wiggs. Bring it. Well, black people generally like to be flamboyant. That's why they like to spike footballs in the end zone. I I don't know why they wear crazy stuff to the prom. I mean, I've never actually seen this because I didn't go to prom. All right, Kyle. Who was your childhood hero? My childhood hero? Same person as my hero now, Carl Sagan. Who's that? Carl Sagan? All right, mm-hmm. I like that. Lefty. Um, how much money would it take? Would it have taken for you to put that POV video on Pornhub? Oh, shit. 35 grand? 35. Oh, come <laughs> he stuck a dick before he put that video on? That's, <laughs> that's a lie. Well, I'm just saying, that's I, got a lot. More, I got a little bit more respect. Because somebody else is actually in it, and and you, you can't really see with me, her face you, edited out. With her face edited out. Oh man, that that's a lot cheaper. That's like five grand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, OB. I was all about unedited. I mean, like you know, you know, I respect her, but you know, an extra ten grand or twenty grand might change my opinion. <laughs> this, nah. this is coincidental. I swear, I have it written down. If you had five grand to blow, what would you buy? Five grand to blow, and what would I buy right now? Yeah, I would probably reinvest in my desk, and I'd probably upgrade my computer. All right, Kyle. Question two: What's the most cash you've ever seen, and what was the scenario? Most cash I've ever seen, and what was the scenario? Um, the most cash I've ever seen at one time was one point five million dollars, and what it was is it was the uh, payout. Uh, Indian fella bought it in cash, my aunt's store, and I was there on hand to be a witness. Damn. Okay, that's that's a really really good answer. Cash? He paid in cash. Wow. Wings, what is something you know now that you wish you didn't? Don't buy anything with money that you hope to make. All right. Um, what is the number one attribute you look for in a wife? Being able to cook. Kyle, last question. Have you ever smoked marijuana? And if not, why not? I've never smoked marijuana, and and it goes for the same reason why, because I have a very addictive personality. I don't like to drink. I don't like to do a lot of things because, one, it runs in my nature. My father was an alcoholic, 
And marijuana is another drug that can be very addictive, like smoking a cigarette or things of that nature. And I have an addictive personality, so I don't test myself on those things. And, and I, I want to add I, to I will, what Wing said. Oh, um, a lot of people might take issue with the fact that he said marijuana was addictive because I don't think that marijuana is chemically addictive. But there is a socially addictive thing that exists in all sorts of stuff. You know, the the internet is not chemically addictive, yet lots of people are addicted to it. Um, video games are not chemically addicted, yet lots of people are you know suffer a kind of what they call a soft addiction. And I think it goes without argument that there are people who get into marijuana or pot or whatever you want to call it as a, a culture and a lifestyle and something that's beyond just like you know, a casual activity. I didn't know it. I didn't know any of that mess. But I can say I've been addicted to Fallout. I've been addicted to Call of Duty, and I've been addicted to a few games in my life that you know, where when I start neglecting hygiene to yeah. play something, I consider it an addiction. You know, I actually see that point. I think I think a better way to put it, rather than that you have an addictive personality, is it's that when you find something that you're passionate about, you go at it full force and it, it it sort of becomes part of your life regardless of uh, I got a whether it's YouTube for about two years like that's how those videos came out three four times a day yeah I enjoy doing it so while I you're you're I think I think we're mostly right here you know it's not a barbiturant it's not something that you're going to become chemically dependent upon and you're not going to you know get the shakes when you don't smoke a joint but I think what Wings is saying is he would end up being a super stoner and he would have – I think that would be – I'd that, like to see you. Awesome, like some, he would have some awesome things to say. He would have some awesome things. I'm thinking – I'm picturing this now, and I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm liking it a lot. Wings I, doing I, videos with, like, just rolling up a – while he's rolling up a blunt. What yeah. do you think I would say? Like, what, what, I mean, how do you got me pictured? Would I be, like, come up with these creative ideas or, like, these – you Monsters. would be you would be a little bit like drunk wings because it's you know it's a, it's a similar feeling I guess you you would be a little bit like drunk wings but you wouldn't be as sleepy and as like um you know slurring of your speech you'd just be more uninhibited drunk wings either wants to go to sleep or wants to fuck yeah see see you, that it wouldn't be that so much <laughs> we we, we wouldn't we wouldn't <laughs> want to do those things as much as you just want to chill out and, and talk about some stuff that, that had really been on your mind. And, and that's what's entertaining, to be honest, when you start talking about stuff that's been on your mind. That is good stuff. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the Wings of Redemption reality show. Have I told you about my, my latest invention? No, please. What did you invent? That's not, I haven't invented it. I come up with the idea for it. All right, you know those little cards that they write up, they they have in like that you can like swipe. You put in a three point five millimeter jack. A card that you swipe. Yes, yes, the the, like, the the swipe thing that you, you put in your phone. It's, it's like it's yeah. like a it's like a, a credit card machine for like a small business. You yeah, use your yeah. Smartphone as the credit card uh, machine. Okay, it's yes. The card reader that plugs into your smartphone. Right. Why somebody make an infrared, like um, an infrared, um, like. Beam laser, okay. like they do on a TV remote, and have it go into your smartphone with a 3.5 millimeter jack, and have an app that you can program your smartphone to act as a remote control for every device in your house. Uh, unfortunately, that has already happened, and my dad's phone does that. Only Androids do it. Like iPhones can't do it. Why not? Yeah. Comp- oh, that. 
jump on that market. Hmm? Oh, that just sounds like a feature they should throw on the 5S. But yeah, it, that's a really cool feature, and I didn't even bother programming it because my dad's not so technologically savvy. But I was like, you know, I showed him like the basics, like you know how Google and YouTube and um, and all the map features work. And then I was like, now look, if you ever get really comfortable with this thing, we'll turn it into a remote control that'll operate everything inside your home. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Put a few switches. <laughs> I when I was this is a while ago. Do you guys remember X10? No. X10 was really well known because they were the first company to do pop-up ads, and they really hated them. But Yahoo let them run it, so they would literally pop-up ads and pop under ads, which would open a new browser behind your browser. So you'd have these windows that you'd catch like later on, like, damn, I was running this all that time. Anyway, what they sold was home automation stuff, and you replaced all your light switches and receptacles and things with pretty much remote-controlled light switches and remote-controlled receptacles. And whatever lamp you plugged into that receptacle, you just use that for. Or whatever you know, light was controlled by that switch, you could now control it from other places. And I would have like programmable stuff all over my house. This one here. I'd Like the hallway lights, if they were on for more than 15 minutes, I'd turn them off. Just because I was like, no one's in the hallway for 15 minutes at a time. And therefore, at 15 minutes after you turn it on, I'm turning that thing back off on you. Turns out, my wife does the laundry in that hallway, and that was a little bit of a thing. <laughs> but um, I ended up hating it. I, I, I ended up thinking, you know what? Regular switches are way better. Uh, it, there's some features that they're missing, but the switches themselves seem junky, and they didn't press nicely. And so, I'll say this. This is a this in my guest bedroom where I have set up my gaming setup. I have a ceiling fan, you know, it's a standard ceiling fan with, with three light bulbs on it, and there's a light switch on the wall that I, one operates the, the light portion, one operates the fan portion, but the difference is there is a remote control for this thing. And I don't think that's a new thing, you know, having a remote control for your fan or your light, right. but it's such an awesome convenience that I've never even, you know, I don't have it in my bedroom, but I've got it in this guest bedroom, and I'm just like, I love being able to at the press of a button without getting up from... You know where well, I'm sitting. That's what the boot strings. <laughs> Wings is like, I see your remote control and I raise you a boot string. <laughs> see, I got to make march. Like this one right here turns the fan on. That's got the knot. Wait, when is that actual light? So I've I've went up a step in my evolution. That's ridiculous. All right, fair enough. Now, one thing the remote control does have is it's got the numbers one through three, so you don't have to play that Morse code fan chain oh, pulling yes, game. Right. I actually have one of those remote controls if you want to see it. Sure. Yeah. And every now and then you run across that one uh, fan that has four speeds, so now your Morse code game gets all thrown off. You're like one, two, three, off. Wait, yeah. high speed? What the fuck? <laughs> I I can. Probably four times out of five, look at the blades and correctly identify the speed and then do the math. <laughs> oh, there's wings. Let me see yeah, the remote. there's their remote. Mm. That's, that's, that'll do the trick right there. It's well-labeled. Mine's not as nice, I don't think. Let me look. Remote oh. talk. No, okay. <laughs> remote talk's good. <laughs> Mine's in the same class, actually. I'll just leave it on the little screen. But it has the yeah. three speeds and 
The top and bottom are light and fan on off. I think I have the same brand, but a different remote. Mm. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm going to show you something. Like, this right here is a pile of shit. It's Platinum Plus, so I sunpack. What is that? It's a it's a tripod, but oh, okay. Like, it broke on me. My pick, I, I pick, I, I was adjusting it like this, and uh-huh. it popped off like a coke can. It broke. There's like plastic inside. Yeah, of it. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've had the exact same thing happen. I don't know if it was that um, type of tripod, but I've had the exact same thing. I think that happens when you've got it tight, uh, like the adjustment too tight, and then you try to use that, you know, lever to to do stuff. Why, why don't they make that metal? I paid 120 dollars for this thing. That should be I did, metal. I did too. I, so I've bought a lot of tripods. I'm, I'm hard on them, and so I've had $65 tripods that work just fine, and then I've had like $240 tripods that. Oh, this is a shitty story. So all right, so I went to Best Buy, and uh, and I've got my pickup truck, and I'm like, I'm gonna go TV shopping. I was like, I want a big ass TV. So I went to Best Buy and I got the biggest TV that they made, and it was like 72 inches, I think. So this thing like fills my entire truck bed. It's a full size truck bed. And, you know, it's in the cardboard box and everything. So I get it in there, and to get it in there, I had to take my tripod out. So, you know, it's a tripod. So why lay it on the ground where somebody could step on it? I set the thing up. $275 tripod, something like that. I set the tripod up. It's sitting there. Get the TV in, close the tailgate. I'm like, finally, let's go hook this motherfucker up. Get home, hook it up, everything's great. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't put the fucking tripod back in the truck. I left it. I left that tripod at Best Buy. Some amateur filmmaker has my really nice tripod right now, and he is using it. I have a pretty nice tripod. The one I use most of the time, the, the tripod itself was like 110, and it came with a head that was so-so. And then I bought a new head for it, the thing that, that Wings had in his hand. And I think the head was like 210, and uh, I kind of wish I had a slightly better head. Because if people don't know... On the high-end heads, when you move them, it gives a fluid movement. And on the low-end heads, when you move them, it kind of jerks. Mm-hmm. You can almost, like, overcorrect and then turn it back to what you meant to hit as you, like, break it free from stillness to movement. And I want something that's nice, something where if I grab that thing and, and turn it, it gives a fluid pan. Because, like, for example, just recently, um, I shot some watermelons with explosives in them. And as you want, you want to have the thing on a tripod so it's not a bouncy, stupid shot. But then you might want to pan up and follow the smoke from the explosion. And you don't want that pan up to be a crappy, jerky, like hard to steer thing. And uh, we used two cameras on that shoot, and I wish I'd had two tripods. And that might be something I'd get with my $500 gift card. From, yeah. Uh, for, uh, YouTube just gave me $500. So I can actually just buy a replacement head and go on my tripod? Let me see where it broke. It, it mm. broke right here, and. Um, like, the, the teeth broke out of this. Like, the bottom of the tripod's fine. Yeah, the, the tripod itself... Here, hold on a second. I'll show you. Tripod talk. Not as fun as remote talk. I'm going to be honest. No, I... I, I, I got I a remote for my air conditioner talk. unit. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's a whirlpool. Mm-hmm. That's it's like the Cadillac of remote. Not an official Painkiller already sponsored by any means. But well, you know who is? Fairway Solitaire, available for your iPhone or iPad right. device, also on Android. Go ahead 100% and 100% free. And, like, look here. First round. Well, I'd like to say to the makers of the game, I think we should be, uh, you know, I think our versions of the game should have some special features. So I'm just throwing it out there. I want money in the game. 
You know, I, I see you charging people for the nine wedges or whatever. You gotta hook me up with some nine wedges in this game, baby. Nine iron, nine iron, That's nine good. iron. Yeah, I'm not really a golfer. No, he's got nine different wedges. No, I'm saving <laughs> golfing for my old age. So wings, your tripod at the top has like mm-hmm. a little threaded stud coming out of it. It does, yes. That stud is standard, and you can buy like all every just about every new head you buy is gonna have that same size thread. I love that you then. It, it looks like you're just a roaming. Like, uh, production team. Like, I love you. Reach to your left and you've got a tripod. And to your right, Max, there's, there's the coolest looking tripod head I think I've ever seen. And you're just like, oh, and then you'd have one of these. <laughs> well, I, I went ahead and bought this, I went ahead and bought another tripod, but I'm like, it'd be sweet if I had a second standby tripod. So, cause when I, when that one broke on me, I, I had to hold the freaking camera. I'll tell you Absolutely. what you need. I see you doing multi camera shots all the time now, right? Yeah, I like, right. I like to do multi-camera. I do. Like, yeah. uh, Wait, Wings, do you, you've got a, a DSLR, right? Um, no, I have a uh, four, Rebel 4i. Okay, okay. That is a DSLR. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a camera rig that I will totally let you borrow just so I can see it in your videos. It's one of those things that, like, attaches to your body, and it's uh, it's got handles that you hold out in front. It's I've got two of them, but it would be you're really funny. rig. Yeah, it'd be really funny to see uh, Bastard Brook with this thing strapped to it. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> um, I've got two of them. I've got one that's got the floating weights in it and everything, and it's literally like a t- you know you wear a full body suit. The things attached to you. You can't borrow that one, but you can borrow the uh, the DSLR mount that's uh, that it goes around your shoulder and there's like two handles. It, it's 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 a steady cam rig, and I want to see Bastard Brook wearing it because it's bright blue and it'd be funny as fuck. I got a DSLR <laughs> question. Like the DSLR. From what I, what I didn't understand at the time is it comes with a remote control, and the Rebel 4i doesn't. Um, you guys hear? Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm thinking. So you think your DSLR was supposed to come with a remote? I don't think so. Mine I've seen remotes too. being sold for the DSLR. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can buy remotes for the DSLR. You can actually, um, your iPhone can control them in many cases. Is there any way I can get a remote like thing for the? The Rebel T4i. What am I? Your cell phone might do it. Um, Back to remote talk. Full circle, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm just, I'm just asking oh, because I've got, like, it. I've got it. Wait, hold on. Because like, there's many a times I would like to like turn the camera on instead of walk across the across the yard and turn it on. Just cut that, dude. Just cut it. I am. Well, normally I would just cut it. You know, just do the clap with the hands and just like clap. No, 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 I mean, you know, walk up, turn the camera on, walk back to your mark, you know, and then decide in your mind, this is the beginning, and be like, hey guys, Jordy here, and today we're going to do this. Yeah, but and, you when know, I'm by it, myself, i got to do two cameras that way. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, you just sync them with a clap, and then you just, you just go. And you don't have to go back and stop the cameras every time, just run two long takes, that way they're easy to, to sync up, and, you know, go in there and cut out the... Cut out the beginnings, and if you feel like you stuttered or something, you don't have to start all over. Just fade it together. I I, I kind of like that. I don't. I'm not talking about the the uh, the really fast cuts that you see some people do, but you know, just fades every now and then. That way you don't. That way it's like you always have a full head of steam. You know, you got a full breath yeah. as you're talking. I was actually thinking about editing. I don't pretend to be a great editor, but typically crossfades are used when you want to say there's been some passage of time. You know, even if it's just a little. And cuts and jump cuts are used when there's been no passage of time. Jump right. cuts are some people jump cut their video on purpose. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's style. annoying looking. Yeah, you know, some people say it's annoying, but then I wonder what the non-jump cut version would look like. You know, when I see look like my videos, like a Philip DeFranco video, for example, has jump cuts almost every three seconds or so. There's like a yeah, jump cut I like it. I feel like it's a. I feel like he. I feel like at every jump cut, he's he's spent the last you know twenty seconds thinking really hard about what he's about to say for the next three seconds. And those three seconds are his best three seconds, and he's yeah. charging up every time. To me, it it paces the video in a really good way. Like it, it, if you didn't have jump cuts, it would be a guy kind of droning, and then every so often it would be a guy who's collecting his thoughts, and every so often it would be a guy who says, "Uh." But with the jump cuts in there, it's just bam, bam, fast, fast, fast. See, that's fast, the funny fast, thing. Fast, you know, you know, and this is the funny thing though. Like okay. if you do a commentary that's written out, it's a bad thing. But if you do a live video, that's jump cut three minutes. I I don't I I don't feel like um, when someone like Philip DeFranco reads the news or his version of, of the news that it's um, it feels like he's reading. I feel like it's it's it, it feels more like a performance. It doesn't feel like someone who's going. I'm just gonna read what's in front of me. Find match private match create a class barracks private private. private. He's not just droning on. He's He's really passionate about what he's saying, and you know, it's, it sounds good. I like the jump cuts. You say the same thing with like a T Martin video, though, because T Martin has that same conviction in his voice. Yeah, but it's not jump cuts. It's you know, he's yeah. it's, a, it's it's a commentary. But all I was saying but with like, your, your videos, I wasn't. I was just saying you know, I'm cut saying, out the dead like, space. Like with T Martin, you get a longer period, and it makes it feel like he's the idea he's trying to convey to me is more well thought out. Whereas like if T Martin did his video, something like. Hey guys, well this is the Call of Duty trailer, and you know, <laughs> well it's a different it's a different format too. You know, yeah. Tmart it, it's completely different. It's you know he's he's teaching how to do something step by step, whereas Phil DeFranco's, you know, the jump cuts are a big part of him his transitions as yeah, well. Well, you know, I, he's, I did, he's did bring the news. Like, I did poor like gun here, alleyway, shoot, three seconds. You know that is that what a Tmart video would look like with jump cuts? I don't know. It doesn't matter. What we're we going into. Want to see my lunch? What'd you get? No, no, no one wants to see lunch. We we I haven't do. got I'm lunch. Hungry. <laughs> we have uh, melons, watermelons, tomato, and ah, you healthy bastard, get that out of here. Turkey sandwich, delivered. Philly cheesesteak or something. Where's I my... exist in this room working, whether it be system admin on the Minecraft thing, making videos, loving up subs, playing games. I'm here. And the Jackie periodically opens the door and feeds me like a caged tiger. Just throw stuff in. See, right now you're her automated work machine. Like you, she puts food in and money comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Jackie would peek through the door and like wink and then disappear. <laughs> Wait, see, if you smoke pot, that kind of stuff would happen all the time. Constantly, constantly. It does happen all the time. I have no filter. Yeah, I was gonna say it might be wasted on him. I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe it would open the the floodgates full full mode. Like he would just be open. I, I don't, is there a higher level? That's what you suspect. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think he'd get more racist. Um, not that he is racist. I just think he'd say more racist things. Yeah, unfiltered. Like. Yeah, things. yeah. I, I think you know because he he seems to feel like putting the word nigger on the backside of of any other word. Makes it not racist anymore, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, it's racist yeah. no matter. Well, it's like it's like yeah. calling like somebody a haji. I, like, haji, that's one I always do by accident, and it's yeah, an man, accident. 
No, like, I, you know, Haji only, was the guy from Johnny Quest. And yeah, like Haji was the guy from Johnny Quest, who Apparently, was Indian. Yeah. <laughs> so, if I understand Wings right, Wings, help me out with this. Dropping the N-bomb is racist, right? Calling someone, forgive yes, me, a nigga is that's a bad racist, thing. unless you're rapping. But, unless you call you're someone a sand nigga, or a porch nigga, or... No, you can't put A on like, it. What? No, they're sand niggers. <laughs> with the oh, ER. He was I letting you know that you couldn't just the have R. the A. He uses the R. That's the other thing. Yeah, you can't hang hard. Hard making it's hanging there's hard. Two, there's two is, different is things about Wings's um, accidental racism, if you will. The first thing is he doesn't say nigga. He says nigger. -er. <laughs> no, 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 no. He hits that. He I use hits the, the A. ER. If it slips, I use the A because that's what I grew up. I with. have heard this man say. Sand. I just want to say, <laughs> while we have this conversation, Ariana Aspen's ex-boyfriend gave me a hood pass, so I'm in the clear. <laughs> I have the hood pass, so. Yeah, Wings. Wings has got his own hood pass, but mine was granted to me by an official black person. I, but you I can't have... even remember his name. Look at him. He's like a deer in headlights. His name's Forrest. Forrest. Yeah, okay. no, I know his name. Yeah. He's a mod in my... It's funny, so I've been live streaming a lot lately, playing Minecraft, and my subs love it. And uh, <laughs> Anyway, so I've been playing Minecraft a lot, and someone was like... I think his name in my Twitch is like Vern92 or something like that. And they're like, how'd you get to be a mod? I want to be a mod. How'd you get to be a mod? And he's like, I got him. He's like, I became a mod because I was having sex with an ex-porn star that was on Painkiller already. Try that. <laughs> like, oh, that's a tough one to pull off, but it was funny. So, Did yeah. they really break up? He, yes. he called her his ex-girlfriend, yeah. Oh. But she he, was carrying um, a kid, wasn't she? His kid? No, she, he, she had his kid. Oh. Okay. Child support, he'll be paying. <laughs> he loves it. He's so jolly about this concept of this other man paying child support. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm it's like, sadly it works that. out like that. It's too bad the relationship. Hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that the free clinic gives 50 condom bags away. Oh, Wing said you. Wing said there's Jimmy hats are free, son. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. You could, you could. No, it we just identified that you were friends with this man, and then Wings wasted no time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people like, like if I had a kid and I had to pay soft support because I couldn't deal with his his mother any longer, I'm the kind of guy that probably be willing to do it. You know, it'd be like, all right, let's just make it reasonable. Try not to hang me out to dry. Let's give this kid realistically a good childhood. But like. You know, it's funny when somebody else goes out there and does it. <laughs> You're still taking delight in this man being responsibly screwed over in child support. Uh, 18 years, motherfucker. <laughs> He's young. He's like one. I, I do want to object to the screwed over part. We don't even know if this is true, any of no, this. That's no. the other thing. That's but you don't come thing. here for correct information. No, we, you no, no. We've already established that they're broken up and he's buy, getting dicked to child support. You're here to play uh, Fairway Solitude. That's what you come here to do. Solitaire. Solitaire. You play Solitaire in Solitude. Yeah, that's, well... <laughs> Wings, master of the English language. Master. Well, now that we've insulted a former guest and Woody's friend... I insulted her a while ago. I'm surprised she still follows me on Twitter because she went around and did like the number one no-no with the wings. She bought a foreign car. 
<laughs> I was gonna be something so awful. I was, I was like, I was prepared oh. for her to have like jumped on you when you were down or something like that. Like, you know, Wings had a depression, ran on Twitter, and she jumped on. No, she bought a foreign car. She bought. A foreign... <laughs> What'd she get? She got a, uh, I think it was like a Hyundai Sonata. No, no, it was Wait a minute. That just occurred to me. My Toyota truck. <laughs> I mean, while being built in California and more American-made than your trucks, is better. So why would you, like, I don't know, I'm stuck on this. Toyota doesn't mean better. It doesn't. Uh, my truck is better than yours. that it means better. <laughs> it's been established on Painkiller already many times. Your, your truck sells, a, like, one-tenth of what everybody else's truck sells. I, I recognize it's an elite truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, of course, if there's more of a truck, you're going to have more of those trucks have problems because they're pieces of machinery. Sure. And, and you know, the, the, the way a, a truck performs the, is pretty much a dictate and result of the owner. There's a few things that can happen that with factory problems. The most mechanical issues are from owner neglect. Mm-hmm. Would you not agree? That sounds right. But the sheer awesomeness that radiates from my truck is also from owner add-ons and such. But I, I just don't like I don't like like Korean products because they're to me they're proven death traps. Just for the same reason I don't buy Chrysler products. They've proven to have safety you know flaws in them that will kill people. Did you see that video of the I don't know what it is I'm gonna make it up like a '57 Chevy or like an old Bel Air doing a head-on with what I think was a Grand Prix? Uh, you're you're like lagging for me. Oh no, am I am I still lagging for you? Yeah, it's, it's really laggy for me as well. It's like, not like it for me. Like almost impo- almost impossibly to to interact. So that's why I haven't said anything in a few seconds. I I had a really hard time understanding Wings when he was talking about the. It's truck been thing. really laggy. It's actually getting better now. I understand. It is getting better now. Okay, right. I fixed. The thing I heard was Chevy and head on. No problem, guys. Got it. <laughs> Did you? Uh, okay, mic check, mic check. Am I laggy right now? No. No, we're great. I fixed it. Not, well done, Kyle. No problem. <laughs> Um, did you see that video where the like old Bel Air from the 50s or 60s did a head-on with a modern Grand Prix? Mm-hmm. It would have killed it. What would have yeah, killed what? A, it would have killed that modern Grand Prix, dude. Like the Grand Prix's got fiberglass quarter panels. It would just false. It was really interesting to watch it, man. So they did a head-on collision offset, right? You're familiar with this. You've probably seen lots yeah. of videos of cars doing that before. And the Grand Prix, both of them were totals. Total losses. The Grand Prix total <clears throat> was in a way that looked really planned. The the front crushed in, the engine did that whole crumple zone thing, and the passenger compartment was safe and protected. Right? They well, might I, have I, had like a broken shit or something. I I, I looked at the I th- when I said killed it, I'm like the Bel Air probably climbed on top of the bench because it didn't. No, they 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 smashed head on, and then on the Grand Prix, the motor like crushed the passenger compartment. The you know what an A pillar is? Yeah. Yeah, the A pillar like completely bent backwards and there was no place to live inside that cabin. I wonder if I can find the footage and show it for our people. It, it's really good. Because everybody always thinks he's like, oh yeah, this old car is made of steel and you're like, wait a minute, no, no they're made of sheet metal. Sheet metal. The difference is sheet metal. Like the, the plastic and the fiberglass on cars is in the place of sheet metal. That wasn't really going to protect you that much in that 60-mile-an-hour yeah. collision. Yeah, but the newer cars, what it is, is the metal's designed to crumple and make that really ugly-looking th- sensation when you get hit. 
and it makes it look like it's a lot worse, but what it does is it's taking the energy and dispersing it instead of transferring it to the cab of the of the car. Yeah. And there's a safe zone in the cabin generally that, you know, doesn't I don't know, let, anymore. But don't don't let that fool you. You can still hit something at a high rate, high enough rate of speed. You're fucked. Oh no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> now, modern engineering, they got that shit. Lockdowns. Yeah, but no you know, I, had, a I had this whole conversation with NASA. NASA one, he had he got into a bad car wreck about a year and a half ago, and his wife, his girlfriend, I don't know if she's his wife now, and she was pregnant at the time, and they both survived. And then like he's like. I thank God for letting me out of it. I'm like, why don't you thank Honda engineers for le- allowing you and your family to walk on and live another day? Because that didn't happen by accident. That car was engineered to save your life if that, in that situation. So I had the cars wrong. It was actually a Malibu, and I, I just showed it to the people on PKA. But I, I drag it in front of the screen cap so my co-host can't see it, but I gave him a link now. Check out this video, man. It's oh lagging. man, there's an ad. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's it's lagging. At least when you left, you don't run ad block like a punk. <laughs> nope, never have, never will. I don't touch it either. I'm waiting on the link still. Visually damaged. It's in the group chat on thing. I put it in there. Oh, dude. You see? I haven't right? got it. Where'd you wow. Get it? Yeah. If you're in the Bel Air, you are fuck. I still haven't got it. Why wouldn't you have it? Are you looking in the group chat on the Google chat? Yeah. On the right there? I'm looking yeah, at it. it the last thing I got was from uh, Kyle. Uh, at 2, 240. There it goes. Oops. Do wow. you have it now? I have it now, yeah. Oh, interesting. There's some sort of... kind of sucks they ruined that 59 Bel Air, huh? <laughs> yeah. I can't see that I'm having issues. Sorry. The reason I thought the Bel Air would kill it was because they installed these things called uh, bumper stops on cars now. Like like if you have an F one fifty and you run into like a um like a Kia Rio or something, they the F one fifty has a as a as a lower bumper underneath the bumper that actually hits before the, the actual bumper. So that's where the impact is. So it keeps it from climbing on top of the Kia Rio. Whereas hey, the Bel Air wouldn't uh, have it. On the top it says uh the worst crash test compilations of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so funny if you like see your car in here. Like they're showing like a Volkswagen. Beetle. I see a Dodge just, truck on the front of that crash test compilation. That's Wings, pretty accurate. Video yet? They've got I'm a Volkswagen Beetle, a Golf, a Rabbit. Um, it's pretty cool, isn't it? You can see what they've done for modern dude, cars. Dude, that driver is done. Right, right. That, so mm-hmm. the, for people who don't know anything about cars, um, the A pillar is the one that's on the front windshield. The next one is the B it, pillar. The next one is the C pillar, etc. They just name them like that, and. Uh, but the A-pillar is always that first one, the diagonal one that goes down the windshield. That thing completely bends back and just fully demonstrates how there's no room for the person to exist without getting killed. It's, it's, and the ones on the Malibu, they're still intact. Both of them right, like, right. have safe. On the Malibu, it's fine. I mean, the worst thing that could happen at Malibu is the engine break through the firewall. Even then, that might have m- messed sure your legs Malibu up. Was total, you know, this airbag's going off in there. Those things are crazy expensive. The whole thing is a wreck. But the person's okay inside. I wonder what a head-on collision would look like. Oh, it wouldn't be as bad. Um, the the offset collision applies the force to a smaller area. Right. It's but meant to be it's driver to driver basically. Having said that, I bet the offset collisions more common. Yeah, this one's more common because somebody might fall asleep and just go right to the other lane just a little bit. Exactly. Or you know, it's an unsuccessful dodge. 
you know, but you, you're halfway successful, so now it's offset. You know, the, you don't really see guys line up the headlights and crash into each other very often. <laughs> <laughs> like play a chicken. Land crash. <laughs> like chicken, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I noticed on here they had the crash test from a, from a, uh, an ambulance. <laughs> The guy, the guys in the cab are are going to need an ambulance, <laughs> and unfortunately, the one they're in is not going to be helpful. You don't know the back should still be good. When Dude, it kid, fucked it up. I used to when I was a kid, all the movies from like the fifties and such had chicken, and, and not like um Footloose that movie they played chicken in it. In Greece, they played chicken in it, and there were other. Rebel without too. a cause. Rebel Without a Cause. I didn't see that as a kid, I don't think, but they play chicken and that I hear. Um, I really thought that when I drove and was in high school, chicken would play a much larger part in my life than it actually Oh, this is a good Reddit <laughs> meme. This yeah, is a good Reddit meme. It is, right? But it, it, <laughs> as a child, I thought I'd be playing chicken more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's... <laughs> Um, and the, the red, it, this album was my own though. The Reddit ones I've seen, like I really thought Quickstand would, would play a bigger role in my life than it did. I know, right? Did you not? Like yeah. as a child, I thought first of all, the Mythbusters pretty much disproved uh, Quicksand. So it's not what really even a, that. They they did a demonstration. They showed that like I don't know, it, it had the conditions had to be incredibly perfect for it. Like they had to force Quicksand to work. I have stepped in Quicksand personally. How did that? Was it Quicksand or was it mud? It was quicksand. Okay. What I would consider quicksand. Let me tell the story. Please. Um, I had been surfing all day long, and uh, the surf was unusually large, so I stayed out for an extra long time, and I was exhausted. It's also notable that the water had washed up higher on the beach than it normally would because the wind was from the ocean, and it has that impact. If, if the wind comes from the, the land side, it'll push the ocean out. If the wind comes from the ocean side, it'll push it in, and the tide will be higher than it would have been otherwise. So, I'm walking home with my surfboard under my arm on, I guess I'll call it wet sand, but up towards the top of the beach in an area that doesn't commonly get wet. And just sort of like groggy and tired and, and headed on back to my house, and... Uh, I stepped into what would be called quicksand, I guess. It was a it looked like all the other sand in the area. It was probably only this big around, like I could hug the whole hole, and I fell chest deep. And I didn't I was I wasn't even sure like what the hell I was gonna do. I don't remember if I could touch bottom at chest deep, but all of a sudden I was chest deep in quicksand and my surfboard was under my arm. So it, but it was like now my surfboard is on the, the sand. So I just kind of climbed onto the board and walked away, and I was like, I was in no mood for that shit, and I was like, ah, whatever. Quicksand. <laughs> you <laughs> ran into quicksand, and you were like, fuck it, whatever, fuck it. Like, yeah. I've heard about quicksand in you lore. Did something <laughs> that no video game character has ever done. You, you climbed back out of the quicksand and continued on your way. Yeah, that's exactly. I swear to God, the whole story is true. <laughs> And you were you were like I want to figure out what just happened. You said this is bullshit. This is, I just want to go home. Yeah, I got time for this Looney Tunes bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's my quicksand story. From man. from my understanding, I thought that quicksand was for one part a special kind of sand. I thought that it was like large particle particle sand from like a river that had been polished into these you know these round sand particles I, and something about being in like. Amazonian bogs. I think quicksand is a sand-water combination 
that doesn't naturally happen. Like, for some reason, this sand has much more water in it than normal. Whereas normally, sand gets packed kind of densely, and it can only get so wet, right? But this sand was almost like a loose suspension sand type thing. And, and that the difference between quicksand and regular sand is that for whatever reason, there's more water in it. Yeah, I, I thought that it had to be a certain kind of st- sand to do that, to be to like you know be suspended in that solution in that certain type of way. The, the MythBusters did a cool thing on it one time, like they made a quicksand machine, and they put one of them in it. It was pretty cool. What was it like? A, did they create like an earthquake almost? No, they uh, they. It seems like they were forcing water into the sand, um, and they were changing the 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 percentage of water. To sand ratio. Oh, um, that ties until they, in with what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, my theory on why it happened on that beach was because it was sand that didn't commonly get wet. Like, you, you don't. If for people who've never been to the ocean, like you, the the water that the, the tide comes up to the same area almost all the time. That sand isn't quicksand. It's wet constantly. But because this was like this offshore, no, it's different sand wind, too. You know, you're right. All right, so there are two very different kinds of sand at the beach, and they are, the extremes are found at the opposite ends of the beach. So the the in the water, that's big particle sand because it's heavy enough to sit there, you know, through the waves and everything, and just get pushed around a little. But at the top of the beach, that's wind blown sand. That's the sand that's super fine particle sand, like you would see like flying in the air in a like a sandstorm or something. That's the stuff that the, the, the beach breeze has moved up there. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense if that fine par- particle sand got, you know, inundated with water, making it into quicksand. That's science. I'm just thinking of Kyle selling me sand. Like, this is, this is fine, high-quality sand. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've bought, th- this it's is the like kind that. of sand that you want. When you buy sand, sand it's like that. It's like, you know... <laughs> This right here is fine particulate. They, they, they sell you sand like that. When I was a teenager in Ocean City, they had this beach restoration project. So the beach would, was eroding away, and it was making Ocean City a less attractive tourist destination because with the beach lower, the tide would come higher, and there wasn't even enough place for everyone to sit. Or if there was, they were packed too tight. So they got this big project where for every three years, they were going to restore the beach for 50 years. And I'm at, like, 16, like... 50 is not divisible by 3. But no one else noticed. <laughs> anyway, um, there, remember there was this big argument where they were getting the sand from the inlet and the sand particles were smaller. And some people argued that because the sand particles were smaller, they were going to get washed away quickly, just like the last sand. And some people were arguing that because the sand particles are smaller, they were going to pack tighter and get washed away less quickly. And I still don't know what the truth is. Sand talk. Sand it's- talk. The truth is proven by the sources of the two sands uh, when they're found naturally. So that that fine, silty sand is at that inlet purely because it was washed away by the river. But the large particulate sand that makes up the, you know, the head of the beach is sitting there despite the fact that waves are pounding on it day in and day out. So I the, like your theory. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's it. like a geologist or some shit. Amateur like, geology talk. <laughs> Painkiller already. I normally let Wings helm these topics. But. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
Wings, are you are you busy playing Fairway Solitaire? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be playing Fairway Solitaire too. Available for your iPhone you or iPad or. You should already be playing it. This Can you point. beat our high scores? Probably. So how about that thing? How long we've we been at this? About we've really been at this. Three about three hours now. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. One of my recordings has frozen, and it says one hour and twenty-two minutes. Well, I'm, I'm sure the other one's fine, though. I really hope the other one's fine. Because I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a dates tonight. As he brushes his beard. <laughs> oh, the beard. He's like a Bond supervillain with that beard now. Well, it, you say this, but I still got a shower. No, I, I wasn't saying anything about that. I was just saying that it was funny that you combed the beard. Mm-hmm. I need it's to get funny. Ginger. I just need to start holding ginger. I have never grown my facial hair beyond like a, I think maybe ten days. I don't know what happens. Can't be much, but but it wouldn't be that. It certainly wouldn't be that. Maybe on no. my neck. It's pretty crazy under my neck. I'm not gonna be happy till I beat Harley. You're not gonna beat Harley because Harley has a like mustache thing going on, and his comes up really high on his cheeks to the point where he looks like a Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, but see, um, if I get it, I get it down to here somewhere. I consider that beating Harley. Yeah, he can beat Harley. He just has to find yeah. his own method of beating him. I think you just need to go on Instagram real quick and look up Harley. <laughs> <laughs> this he is he is mid giant beard right now. He is in his giant beard cycle again. Really? Yes. You have me interested, that's for sure. I would say he's been growing that beard for four months, easy. What it, can you give me his name over? Uh, is it, can you type it out? Yeah, let me uh, let me, let me me open Instagram on my phone. I don't know. It seems like to me he'd be one of those guys yet that would have to like... He is Harley Plays on Instagram. Yeah, that's what and I thought. Oh, my Lord. How to make a maple glazed bacon donut. Step one, make bacon. Step two, get a donut. Put bacon on your donut. How to make a maple glazed bacon. I'm sure he wouldn't mind that. (laughs) (laughs) He has an amazing beard. It's uh, it's the kind of beard that you might see, um, like in a Civil War painting, or um, (laughs) or like some great artist from like 15th century Europe. Like this is a this is like a Galileo beard, okay? <laughs> this is the kind of beard that a great man possesses normally, and for some reason Harley has it. He's holding a Wookie in this picture. Oh my God, Harley! There's a, a wings. You can beat Harley's beard. I'm just telling you, it's a Herculean task. Wing. All right, look. Here's <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's able. Humans are capable of doing something better than Harley here. But it's not very many. Not I don't many. think I'm yeah. under that list. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, see, there's a few problems with trying to compete with Harley's beard. For one thing, it's the point right now where it's kind of growing together almost a little bit. It looks very dense. Yes. I mean, it looks. Does he thick. keep it trimmed up like this? Or does he just not get length? He must trim it. He he must. I mean, it, it's all instant. It's all like um. Well, he's Jewish, so it's going to be curly and, and pretty dense there. You, that's another <laughs> thing. You can't beat this Jewish man. There's no way. It, Wings, you are way too Caucasian to compete with this man. <laughs> I, I mean, Wings this is a do. desert beard. He just needs to find his own way. He needs to go get it. Dude, there's Muslims that would envy this beard. The, well, I mean, the Jewish people are, uh, you know, a nomadic uh, tribe of the Middle East. So this is a desert beard, my friend. <laughs> this beard is meant beard. to fend. 
you remember that that scary ass sand I described earlier? This beard meant to combat it. <laughs> what if Wing's beard grows down to his nipples? It would. I don't know, man. I'm just looking at the density around his mustache and like right under his bottom lip. It yeah. does some crazy stuff, and uh, and I, I just don't think he can compete. But and his hair on top. I, shave, I, I mean, I shave I'm, a lot of this off. Wait, I don't I remember what I used to look like. Grow. I think if you connect the mustache in there, let's see what what happens. And I know you're gonna say it's a little patchy, but yeah, let it grow longer. The patches are patched. He has one picture on his Instagram. I guess he looks just like this guy who who actually is, but he's like horse horseback riding in Afghanistan. I'll hit you guys up when I'm back. And it's a picture of some guy that looks a lot like Harley horseback riding in Afghanistan. <laughs> Dave really does look a lot like him. I don't know. My beard used to be pretty epic. I, I'm sorry, man. You you can't compete with this. I, I'm not going to always. Harley's Harley's beard is, is Harley beard's got me beat. I mean, like he could shave half of it off and still have more hair than me on his face. Um, it's it's a frighteningly. It's He's really it's really thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen it shaved, and uh, like you know, when you've got like a five o'clock shadow thing going on, his is intense. His looks like sandpaper. He's doomed to buy razors the rest of his life. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doomed to never really have to buy razors ever. Uh, wild card? Yep. Wild card. Buy, buy uh, Fairway Solitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgot the sponsor's name. Wow. We Fair are sorry, Solitaire. Fairway Solitaire. Fairway Solitaire, the best game on iOS or the, uh, what's, what's that thing on Android? Play Store. Uh, Is it on Android? It is on Android. I was playing it on they Android. They should actually advertise that. Maybe they don't want us to. Maybe it's not there, so only get the iPhone version. Yeah, only buy the- a new iPhone just for this game. 